were arrested yesterday. A 17-year-old from Bletchley who was arrested on Wednesday has been released on bail. The 16-year-old victim, a sixth-form pupil at Lord Grey School, suffered two stab wounds but has been discharged from Milton Keynes Hospital. Workshops telling people about their rights if they're stopped and searched by the police have been launched in Luton. The monthly events are part of the Know Your Rights project, which is being backed by Bedfordshire Police. More from Chetan Pathak. Last year, the Home Secretary, Theresa May, said stop and search was being misused so often it was damaging relations between the public and police. Part of the new measures makes it harder now for officers to stop someone without grounds for suspicion. The Know Your Rights workshops, of which there'll be eight more across Luton, teach people about the new rules and how to complain if they feel unfairly treated. The Royal College of Physicians says plans to shorten medical training should be put on hold because they'd compromise patient care and safety. A review concluded that doctors should be allowed to practice as soon as they leave medical school and become consultants in as little as four years. A person was led to safety by firefighters following a flat fire in Hemel Hempstead yesterday evening. Crews were called to Mercury Walk at around 6pm. Events are taking place in London today to mark 50 years since the state funeral of Sir Winston Churchill. More from Eli Zanivitska. Half a century on, politicians are coming together today to pay tribute to Sir Winston Churchill. This morning, the Houses of Parliament will host a remembrance service and a wreath-laying ceremony. Later, there's going to be a recreation of the flotilla which carried Churchill's coffin along the Thames with members of the family travelling on board the very vessel that was used 50 years ago. And finally, a special service will be held at Westminster Abbey, celebrating the man who's remembered as our greatest wartime leader. In sport, Watford travel to Championship leaders Bournemouth tonight. The Hornets are just four points behind the South Coast side. And England's cricketers are playing India in Perth. The winners will face Australia in the Tri-Series final. India are 134 for four from 35 overs. The weather, bright and mainly dry this morning. Light wintry showers later. A maximum temperature 7 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. I've got you under my skin I've got you deep in the heart of me So deep in my heart that you're really a part of me I've got you under my skin I tried so not to give in I've said to myself this affair It never will go so well But why should I try to resist When baby I know damn well That I've got you under my skin I'd sacrifice anything Come what might For the sake of having you near In spite of a warning voice Comes in the night And repeats, repeats in my ear Don't you know, you fool You never can win Use your mentality Wake up to reality But each time I 
I do Just the thought of you makes me stop Before I begin Because I've got you Under my skin Anything come what might For the sake of having you near In spite of a warning voice Comes in the night and repeats How it yells in my ear Don't you know, you fool Ain't no chance to win Why not choose your mentality Get up, wake up to reality And each time I do Just the thought of you Stop just before I begin Because I've got you Under my skin And I like you Under my skin Oh, don't do that. What? That. Just sorting it out. What's, what's going on, Jane? Oh, hello. Um, I'm phoning up. Yes. Um, about an explosion what? that me and my husband have just witnessed. Blimey, what happened? Where, where, where? In Bedford? In Bedford, yes. What, what do you mean an explosion? That sounds very dramatic. Well, it, it was dramatic. Um, it was about half past four, quarter to five this morning. Yeah. And I was laying in bed because I couldn't sleep. And I saw these lights outside the window, which yes. I'd, I... First of all, I thought it was my husband's phone... Because when, you know, sometimes they flash up, don't they? Mm. These mobile phones. They do, yeah. They can, they can cause quite a start, can't they? Yes. Yeah. Um, but it was outside the window and it was very silent and there was these white lights, like fault lightning outside yeah. the bedroom window. Oh, yeah. But, um, but it's actually snowing. Um, and then all of a sudden... Yeah. ..there was this massive explosion and everything went white. Literally everything went white. Would you, when you, what, so what? There was like a massive. What you say? It went white. There was a light. There, there, there was a, an, expo, an explosion of white light. Flipping heck. Yeah. Where um, about? Now listen. Don't give us the, don't give us the exact street, Jane. But, but, but sort of roughly, whereabouts in Bedford are you? Um, near the cemetery. Okay. And what kind of noise did it make? Like an explosion. A big. I can't explain it. Flipping egg. Big bang. It, Big bang. Like a... Yeah, he, woke, he woke my husband up and we just sat there startled and... Have you had a look out of the window? We have had a look out the window. What can you see? Um, well, funnily enough, um, in my garden I've got a couple of trees... Yeah. Um, ..which have actually fallen down. Yeah. Um, because of the explosion? I'm not sure, I don't right. know, but okay. they, they was all right last night when I went to bed. Flipping heck. How um, big are these trees? Are they little ones? Sorry? Are they big trees? They're, they're um, bamboo. 
like bamboo oh, and okay. can't remember the other name. It's a hollow. But they're, a flimsy they're tree. over the garden, which is, is quite... Right. Um, this is... If only Justin Dealey hadn't b- been so selfish to take it to the beach. Uh, I know. Right, 08459 455 555. If you heard this... What, what time was it, Jane, again? It, it was about half four, quarter to five this morning. Right. Um, I phoned up the electricity board yep. um, just before I called yourself, and they're coming out to investigate it. Right. Um, uh, later on today. Have you got a substation or something at the end of your garden? It, it's at the back. There's um, aye. E- electrical wiring. Um, but um, I, I just don't know. It, it It's unexplainable. It, it well. was so loud. It was just like an explosion it- of whatever this explosion was. Jane, if you once it's light, would you go out... Have you got a phone that can take pictures? A camera phone. Yes. Will you take some pictures and send them to us, please? Yes. Have you got a pen handy? I'll give you my email address. Yeah, oh, OK, oh, then. you never give me this. I'll, Let me I'll, take I'll this I'll down as well. I'll take some pictures of my poor trees as well. Yeah, do. Yeah, do. Go on, what's your email address? Send us the pictures of your evidence. It's Catherine, K-A... Uh, K-A... T-H... T-H... E-R-I-N-E... Uh, sorry, K-A-T-H... R-I-N-E. No, E-R-I-N-E. Oh, E-R-I-N-E. That's right. Dot Boyle, B-O-Y-L-E. I'll tell you what we'll no, do. No, no, no. Cause if, if someone else might have Ev. <laughs> dot Boyle, B-O-Y-L-E. Right, is that Dot Boyle, B-O-Y-L-E? Yeah, and then it's dead easy, at bbc.co.uk. I need an easier email address, don't I? No, it's your name, it's fine. BBC.co.uk. .co.uk. Jane, I really appreciate your call this morning. Yeah. Thank you so much. And um, well, let us know. Keep a, can we, Maybe we'll give you a call back in an hour or so to see if anything has happened. Yes, OK, then. Nice one, Jane. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. There we go. Well, there's a start to the show. I'm going to see the Ev. Mike's has tweeted, first caller on the Ian Lee show. Hi, I'm phoning up about an explosion I've just witnessed in Bedford. This is how radio should be done, he says. Blimey. It's not a bamboo over. No laughing matter. Do you want to talk about some trains? Aye. Yeah, I do. I Go on, then. You start it and I'll finish it. Thameslink trains should be back to full service this morning after last weekend's tunnel flooding, which was totally Thames Water's fault and not Govia or Rail Tracks. We had, was it Andy yesterday? <laughs> yes, Who got is. very upset uh, uh, <laughs> that we weren't blaming Thames Water enough and we may have been putting the blame on, on uh, Rail Track or Thameslink. So it's Thames Water's fault. However, something that might cheer you up if you're one of the many commuters who've been dissatisfied with what passes for a full service since the new operators took over is that a new compensation scheme for delayed passengers comes into force this weekend. Catherine Boyle has been studying this overnight. Thameslink has been a right nightmare this week. Bring us up to date. I've been studying it all week. There's been flooding in a tunnel on a line near Clerkenwell, which has affected services since Friday. That flooding was because of a burst pipe, all Thames water's fault. I'm sorry. And they had to find out where the water was coming from before they could fix it. So yesterday, trains weren't running between St Pancras and Farringdon, meaning commuters from Bedford, Luton and St Albans were trying to get into the city, and they were having a nightmare. Um, separately, this weekend, passengers are being advised to allow up to an extra hour for journeys, in particular those uh, trying to get to Luton or Gatwick Airport by train, because of planned engineering works. A full mm. Thameslink service is expected to run today, though, and today only. So that's something of a, of a good news bulletin for some people. Sorry, can I just say on Twitter, we're only interested it is this morning in explosions that have happened in Bedford, not explosions that have happened... Ever. <laughs> ever. Stop it. <laughs> or in... 
just, it's just this explosion in Bedford. Not any that may have happened around your bedroom or in your clothes or anything like that. It's specifically... So, They're very helpful, aren't they, the, tweet, the tweeters? So Scott, I'd like to thank you for that. But just this morning, I'm interested in explosions in Bedford. But thank you for the information. Where's it happened? You can't say. Anyway, um, just like to be myself. <laughs> I can't say. I can't say. It was, um, yeah, I thought it might be. To do with an item of clothing. Now, passengers. This is serious. This is serious now. Passengers who have experienced severe delays and cancellations. Some of them, they're going to want compo, aren't they? They're going to want of a bit course, of compo. Of course they are. And since yep. Scovia took over running the service, they've yep. actually changed yep. the way they calculated compensation. The previous operator, First Capital Connect, used to calculate a refund based on a yearly ticket divided by 520 journeys. <clears throat> yep. Okay? Yep. Govia decided, well, they wanted to make a bit more money and pay out less to consumers, so they calculated a refund by dividing a yearly ticket by 546 journeys. Oh, so that's about 43p guys. less in compensation for each ticket on a yep. single from, for example, Flitix to London. But they've change their minds, which will benefit people? Yep, hopefully. Govia are reverting back to the way that First Capital Connect calculated the compensation. This will be in effect from this Sunday. That's the 1st of February. Where is January gone? <laughs> Stop it. I'm just worried about Sky. I think that he clears that all up. We'll have to send a team in. <laughs> but it means... Stop it. Right, so that's from the 1st of February, this, new, this old compensation has been brought back in. Yep. It means people being significantly delayed this yeah. week in applying for compensation will still be paid at the lesser rate because it yeah. doesn't come in until Sunday. As a reminder to listeners, compensation can be claimed when you're delayed by more than 30 minutes outside planned engineering That works. is absolutely great. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. If you're heading into Stansted Airport this morning, the wintry weather is causing some problems on the M11 northbound at Junction 8 for Bishop Stortford and on the entrance to Stansted Airport. It's partially blocked uh, at Junction 8 because of a breakdown and on the second entry slip road to the airport because of an accident and some snow and ice in the road and that's all causing one-mile queues on the approach on the M11 northbound to Stansted Airport. In Hartford on Ware Road, there are some temporary traffic lights at Raynham Street that could cause some delays later on. And looking at the speed sensors in Clapham, it's all moving fine through the M6 Paula Radcliffe Way, but there are some temporary lights for roadworks in both directions at Clapham Road, so expect some delays there. On the trains, Thameslink have some delays between Bedford and Brighton because of the an earlier signalling problem at Farringdon. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy. 6.16. It is Friday the 30th of January. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Thameslink services from Bedford and Luton are expected to return to normal today following the disruption caused by flooding in a tunnel in central London. Two more teenagers have been arrested in Milton Keynes following the stabbing of a boy in Bletchley on Tuesday afternoon and workshops telling people about their rights if they're stopped and searched by the police have been launched in Luton. BBC Three Counties Radio. Radio. 
every weekday morning. Good morning. Welcome to the JVS Show. I'm Jonathan Vernon-Smith. Local opinions. We think it's absolutely shocking that this young man should continue to have to be punished. He hasn't even shown any remorse or said sorry. Well, firstly, I have to disagree. The JVS Show. Well, but we're not living in very optimistic times. But it does seem very clear, doesn't it? They're human beings. Some are good people, some are bad. The JVS Show on BBC Three Counties Radio. I got a minute, I got a minute. That backfired, didn't it? It was an audio explosion. Love is all around me, everywhere. Love has come to touch me. Friday, of course. Every song you hear today comes from a piece of black plastic. That's why it sounds dirty. Because it is. You should only be allowed to listen to the small faces on vinyl. Don't forget, at 7.30, uh, we open the doors. You can come in and hang out. 
Don't have to bring anything, do anything. We had someone tweet me the other day, can I bring my dog? Yes, you can bring your dog. Yes, you can. You can yeah. bring your owl, you can bring your mum, you can bring your kids. You Please bring, bring an owl. You can bring your nan. We did have a promise of a huge rabbit at one point, didn't we? Oh, yeah, someone was going to bring one of those giant rabbits in. That was... Um, what was her name? I don't know. She's one of my uh, favourite tweeters. Jade. Jade, come in with your rabbit. Jade, bring the rabbit. The, the animal. Yeah. Yep, okay. Great, great big one. Yep, getting the animal, yeah? Lovely yeah, great is. big one. Beautiful. Oh, right, I'm ready. Shall I crack on? Yeah. Oh, oh. it's got text. Who's that? Um, oh, my mate Watco. Hi, Watco. Hi, Watco. Hi, Watco. Shouldn't you be working, Watco? He's That's not listening. radio station. Yeah. Oh. yeah, he's not listening. Right, I'll crack on, shall I? Is it? Is it? Yeah. Okay. 08459 555555. Uh, uh, if you've uh, heard an explosion in Bedford, don't want to alarm you, but that was the, the, how the show started. Now, black and Asian people are disproportionately more likely to be stopped and searched by police. That's according to a report released a couple of years ago by the Equality and Human Rights Commission. The government brought in new guidelines for officers. As a result, it is now keen to make sure people know their rights if and when it happens to them. In Luton, youth workers are running workshops in partnership with the police, something our reporter Chetan Patak was keen to check out. When I challenged the situation, I was told, well, if I don't give that information, then he's going to take my fingerprints and I'll be arrested and I still need to give the information anyway. You try to defend your rights, uh, so-called rights that you have, but when the, it's about oppression really you know when the police know it's a power thing and when they're trying to use different sections or different parts of the law against you you as an individual you don't really have that much knowledge or power was it the first time that you'd been stopped and searched no no i've been stopped many times but that, that's probably one of the most notable but it's the way that it's been applied it, what is the issue when there's no justification in doing it and the way that it's being used against our community, yeah, is is the issue. Well, you say our, our community, we know that black men are disproportionately stopped. Do you think that in your instances it was because of the, the colour of your skin? Certainly, yes. There was no reason. What other the, From the office, can't give you a reason for stopping you. What have you learnt today? Um, well, for me, it's to learn and understand what rights you have. Um, I heard somebody say that it's the way you respond, it's responding rather than reacting. So if you have knowledge of what your rights are and what the police are and are not meant to do, then you can react in a lot better way. And for me personally, I don't expect to get stopped and searched regularly anymore. I think it's the, the whole thing, really, that the police... Uh, as Mike just said, that they need to be able to act within the law also. Um, the scenario that I gave earlier, that was obviously not within the law, and I would have had the information, the knowledge, and I can quote the, the, the statutes or the, the particular act that they're f- breaching, and that is, that's what's important for me. So if it happened again, you'd be able to tell them now that they're not within their rights to do what they're doing? Yeah, precisely. And I would be able to, like I said, you know, quote which act which statutes that they they are breaching.
So Jane uh, called in at the start of the sh- at the start of the show to mm-hmm. uh, tell us about uh, well a traumatic experience. Four thirty in the morning, she was lying in bed because she couldn't sleep. I normally lie in bed because I can sleep. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there was an explosion, and everything went white. And then she went outside, and she realised it had blown her bamboo over. Not the sturdiest of... I wouldn't even call... Is it a tree? I would call it a bush. Uh, a bamboo yeah. bush. Yeah. Not the sturdiest of... Um, sorry. Uh, uh, plant, uh, plant life. Um, but how many... We must have had loads of calls of people phoning in saying, yeah, they heard the explosion. No. Texts? No. Emails? No. Maybe the explosions cut off their internet. You blimey. Let's find out. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five near the cemetery in Bedford. Did you uh, hear anything? Did you see anything? Eight one three double three. Start your text three CR. Because um, if it was as big as Jane was claiming, or what is it? Do you know what it is? You're pulling a face as if to say. No, carry on with Jane's thing, and then I've got a sad update from Jade. Oh blimey! Oh no! Oh no! J- Jade, of no. course. Jade is the one. owner of the giant bunny, and well, she, what she can't bring the bunny in. She's got one less. Oh. oh, she's got two more. Uh, oh, that's. She can bring one in soon. So she's one of... pulling them out of hats. Well, you know what rabbits very, like. Be a very big hat for that. So her giant bunny has died. Well, one Charlie. Oh, Charlie's gone. Sorry to hear that. We've rabbit. got to stop talking about people. I know. You know what it's happened? So weird. There was a Taiwan story yesterday as well. Yeah, was there? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So let's stop mentioning countries or people's names. Okay, then that's going to be um... non-specific. Here's Sammy Brewer. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. There's a one-mile queue on the M11 northbound heading towards Junction 8 for Stansted Airport. That's been partially blocked by snow and ice. Looking at the CCTV cameras, though, it looks like the M1 and the A1M have escaped the snow, but it's dark, so it just looks quite wet on the roads at the moment, so take extra care if you're driving there in the wet conditions. In Bishop Stortford on the A120 eastbound, because of the problems on the M11 northbound, it's very slow between Stansted Road and the M11 Junction 8 for Stansted Airport. Looking at the speed sensors on the M25 anti-clockwise, it's starting to build up between Junction 21 for the M1 and 16 for the M40 and it's also looking very busy in Bricketwood on the North Orbital Road around the M25 Junction 21A roundabout. On the trains Thameslink a warning of possible delays between Bedford and Brighton because of signalling problems and flooding at Farringdon. Samantha Braff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 6.30, I'm Simon Oxley. Thameslink services from Bedford and Luton are expected to return to normal this morning following the disruption caused by flooding in a tunnel in central London. Some delays may occur. Two more teenagers have been arrested in Milton Keynes following the stabbing of a boy in Bletchley on Tuesday afternoon. The 16-year-old victim has been discharged from hospital and workshops telling people about their rights if they're stopped and searched by the police have been launched in Luton. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Watford travel to Championship leaders Bournemouth tonight. Slavisa Jokanovic's Hornets are just four points behind the South Coast side. They are definitely a team, for explain simple. Uh, they have right team uh, mentality. We are in this way for for catch what they have uh, actually now. Uh, uh, 
they know exactly what uh, they must to do. And there's full commentary on Watford at Bournemouth on tonight's three-county sport from seven. Tomorrow, MK Dons go to Crewe in League One with the Delhi Alley transfer saga still going on. Newcastle are favourites to sign in, but Aston Villa are reportedly making an 11th hour bid. Here's Dons manager Carl Robinson. We're, we're not getting too carried away with everything. We just keep playing our football because our goals at the beginning of the season obviously weren't to be as where we were today. So we thought we'd be in the mix, but we didn't expect to be sort of 15 points clear of the team in seventh. So we're, we're in a great position for forthcoming games and we're looking forward to them. In League Two, leaders Wickham host Portsmouth, Luton host Cambridge and Stevenage return to Oxford with manager Graham Westley focusing on the state of the pitch. The pitch has been difficult. That's there for all to see. And, you know, anyone who knows our pitch over the years knows that once that water gets in, it's very difficult to, to see it drain and, and see it improve. So uh, it's, it's bound to be difficult, I think, for the remainder of the season. And, you know, the beauty of that is that we know that surface. We know how to play it. We know how it works. We know the areas of the pitch to play. England's cricketers are playing India in Perth. The winners will face Australia in the Tri-Series final. A short while ago, India were 162 for six from 42 overs. And at the Australian Open tennis, number one seed Novak Djokovic faces defending champion Stan Wawrinka later for the right to meet Andy Murray in Sunday's final. BBC Three Counties News and Sports. The next full bulletin is at seven. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. What is going on? Ah, yes, Jamie. Morning. Morning, Jamie. What you got? Um, just want to know, mate, how much longer the open door policy is going on for? Uh, sorry? How much longer is the open door policy going on for it, on the Friday? It, it, well, it could be going on... Well, we're going to do it until the end of March. OK. And then we're going to see what see whether it's it's been a success or a failure or, or whatever. Why? You're not, from the, you're not from the tax office, are you? No, no, no. I want to come down, but obviously I've got to go and have a little bit of a training session with Annie today, doing a bit of first aid. With, with what? With who? Annie. Oh, not resussy Annie, with that creepy face. Yeah. Oh. I'll give her a couple of kisses. Yeah. Imagine how many boys she's snogged, and girls, she don't mind. I've had her. Leave. Oh, easy. Steady, fella. <laughs> So, uh, you, okay, so you want to co- come down, but you can't come down today? No. Oh, that's a shame. It is. Oh. What, what, next week? Hopefully. All right. Don't sound desperate, mate. <laughs> he's, he's, I, he can be too available. He doesn't sound that bothered, does he? Well, exactly. That's why you've got to play it cool. He doesn't. You don't sound that bothered. I am bothered. Okay. He's playing it cool. Well, maybe, maybe we'll see you next week. You certainly will. Thank if you, you very much. Have a bothered. great day. Ta-ta. No. Oh, wait, four, five, nine, four, double, five, five, double, five. You can just turn up if you want and um, come down between half seven and eight. Yeah. That'll do, wouldn't it? Yeah. Right, we'll try this now, shall we? Taking you nowhere Angel Look at that sky, life's begun Nights are warm and the days are young Come with us, baby Lose my feet, I lost my soul
Last night they loved you Opening doors and pulling some strings Angel, come love the baby Then walk luck and you looked in time Never look back, walk tall, act fine Come love the baby Set on Twitter, she's going. I wanted to come in next Friday because it's my birthday. You still can. More the merrier. Yeah, exactly. She's saying too many cooks, and you're right. The opposite of that is more the merrier. More the merrier. So come in. Everyone is invited in between seven thirty and eight o'clock on a Friday morning. The doors are open, and I keep forgetting to mention it in the week. So we may have nobody coming in. Actually, I had a sneaky email from Jill who said she might pop in. So, well, I mean, might isn't definite, is it? It's not a definite booking, so if you want to come down, come down. Hey, there's not a lot in the newspapers today. The, 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 all the newspapers, apart from that gunman, you seen the Dutch gunman? That was crazy. The Dutch gunman who just burst into a TV studio. You say gunman, it was a plastic one, wasn't it? I, I don't know, was it a plastic one? He said on the news. He had a gun. Mm. He's a gunman, oh. and he is a gunman, and uh, Steve... Hello. He is a gunman, um, whether it's plastic or not, because you don't know it's plastic until after the event. So to those people, you wouldn't say, oh, yes, it was, d- we were sto- the studio was stormed today by a plastic gunman. No. You'd say a gunman. Yeah, you would. And then after, after questioning, you might go, well, it turned out it was plastic, but we didn't know at the time. I just realised, of course, that on the day that we're talking about a plastic gunman, we're inviting people to come into our studio. Please don't bring that. Please. It's just a bit of fun. I have no strong feelings we, about I, any, anything political or religious or anything. And Please. also, do you know what? We're not important. No, no, no. The one show has a big window behind it. Shh, don't. No. Steve, what have you got for us? The A6 going past Sharnbrook is completely at a standstill. Oh, blimey. Nothing going forward, back or anyway. Oh, God. And on that, that story, did you hear what the security bloke did? No, mate. What, with the, the, the A6? Security... No. Oh. The, the, um, the gunman thing. Yeah. The security bloke led him into an empty studio. Ah! Aha. Uh-huh. And did you see that boy, oh boy, did you see how quickly he dropped his gun when the coppers turned up? No, I didn't. Oh, watch, it's on YouTube. It's on YouTube. Is it? Steve, thank you for that road update. 
Yep, I think that was it. So Andy Murray's um, uh, girlfriend... Um, Kim? I don't know. Is she called Kim? She's hot. Well... She's got a, a, a ring that costs a quarter of a million pounds... Well, that's what it's insured for, eh, Andy? Eh? Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. She's also got a potty mouth. You seen this? Things got tense, didn't they? Flipping have it, you check flip. (gasps) Take that, you flash flip. You little flip. I'm saying the the, the flip. It could be, of course, um, she could have said chocolate. The C word. We don't know what the words were. Um, and this is interesting, because this is, comes midway between... You know that in somewhere up north, they're having, a, a quiet, they're having quiet rugby games? Yeah. Where parents aren't allowed to shout encouragement or indeed abuse uh, the kids or the referees. Takes all the fun out of it, doesn't it? Well, it does take all the fun so out of it. So it's rugby. I can imagine football a bit more sensitive, but rugby, flipping out, supposed to be uh, hard, of, aren't you? Instead of just going through the um, records, maybe you want to look at the papers because we're doing the paper review. I will. I'm, I'm helping you with the paper review while doing this at the same time. Okay. I found this, but I can't find a triangle. I'll g- give me that. I'll find a triangle. Which what? one do you want? That... The, um, sol- okay. Solstice to brown sugar. Okay, I'll find a triangle. But um, she's got. But I think you should be. Listen, I, I, I think you should be encouraged to F and Jeff. Well, not in front of kids, though. Well, I mean, they've got they've got to learn. Well, they've got to learn. Let but, them discover it for themselves. That magic moment when they're about twelve and they realise the power of a word. Maybe not in front of the kids, but still, you know, they should. Uh, you, you can't have quiet um, games. No, exactly. What have you got in the papers? While I look for a triangle. Uh, c- Nick Clegg has come out in support of. He's what? Come out in support of Katie Price. Oh, God. Her right to free school transport for her disabled son defended by Nick Clegg yesterday. Millionaire Katie has been criticised after revealing the high cost of getting Harvey 12 to school was covered by a local council. He goes miles, doesn't he, to this school in um, London. He's from, yeah, from Sussex. Yeah, yeah. However, the deputy PM said that all children with disabilities should be tre- treated with the same kind of compassion and support. Well, you know, I mean... Uh... It'd be nice if she offered. She's not bound to, though, is she? No... No, it's no. another case of don't hate the player, hate the game. Well, the, well, hang on a second. Yeah, I suppose so. so. I'm bored of that Katie Price story. Are you? Well, when we did it a couple of days ago, people were getting very angry. I'm sorry. I feel like I've given you um, cause for disappointment. Keep it going. Have another go. Have another go. All right. Here's another. Co- here's another person you're bored of. Yeah. Justin Bieber. Oh, he's been. He's apologised. Yeah. I don't blame you, Justin. Is the he's, hashtag or he's uh, made an emotional public apology for his bad behaviour, saying, "Being young and growing up in this business is so hard." Yeah. The singer, 20, says in a Facebook video, I'm not who I was pretending to be. Often we pretend to be something we're not as a cover-up of what we're truly hey, feeling inside. That's true, actually. That's, that's why it's like Buddha, that, isn't it? Yeah. It's like Confucius, he say. There was a lot of feelings going on in there, according to Bieber. Last year, the Canadian was arrested for drag racing, accused of causing £12,000 worth of damage and starting a fight with Orlando Bloom. Oh, really? <laughs> in that case, I'm on his side again. <laughs> the video, viewed tw- 1.2 million times, so a million times and a bit, came after a US chat show left him feeling awkward. He Almost said, as got- many views as mine and Justin Dealey's video. Mm. But did you get your pecs out? No, you didn't. No, Maybe mate. you should think about that next time. No. He said, I felt people were judging me. Yep. Fans replied with... Hashtag, we don't judge you, Justin. We don't judge you, and Justin. And hashtag, hashtag, dear Justin. Oh, Justin Bieber. He's just a kid. He's just a boy. With a boy's courage. Speaking of boys, mm. um, I don't like this story. He's an annoying boy, but he's a boy. I'm going to court for anti-social behaviour, boast boy 12. A boy of 12 who terrorised a neighbourhood with his appalling behaviour, bragged he was being hauled to court for anti-social behaviour. All of those words spelt terribly uh, badly. Justin Carley destroyed the lives of residents by abusing and threatening them in the street, hurling dog dirt, kicking his football against parked cars and throwing stones at windows. 
He even cycled through a library. Oh, well, I quite like that one. I do quite like that one. That is cheeky. And threatened to smash all of its windows. Don't like that bit. The tearaway has been given a final warning and handed a two-year ASBO. But even then, he tried to put two fingers up authority by taking to social media. Mm. He boasted to friends of his impending court case on Facebook, saying, in court Wednesday for ASBO, for FFS, antisocial behaviour. Hey, he's only 12. He shouldn't be on Facebook. Well, here's, Lawbreaker. Well, here's the thing, right? So I know his name, I know where he lives, and, oh, I know what he looks like because there is a picture of him. He's 12 years old. Mm. Now, right, he's a right little scrote, obviously, and he's, he's, he's a terror, but he's 12 years old. Why You can't publicly shame a child... Uh, like There's no that. mention of who his parents are, I, I take it. Um, last month, his mother, who is single... What's that, what's got, that got to do, to with, do it? with it? Wrote on Facebook, peed off with my son's school. Every day there's an effing problem with him. If they can't cope with him, tell me and I'll find a school that can. Ah. Um, so how do we... D- d- doesn't name the mum. This story is completely... This is. Am I? Am I the only person that thinks this is out of order? That I know his name and I know what he looks like. You can't put. Yeah, not right. He's horrible and he's terrorising the neighbourhood. Hey, guess what? I imagine there's something going on with his life. He needs to be taken out and and not taken out as a shot. That'd be terrible. But this needs to be investigated. You can't name and shame and put a picture of him. In the paper. He's a boy. He's a kid. Well, he's clearly a misguided kid as well, doing all this sort of stuff. Why do we add to it? The picture is is of him. You know, he's a child with a gold chain around his neck, uh, flicking the... He's got the fingers up. And he's got a big smile on his face. But he's 12 years old. There's got to be a better way of dealing with it than putting him in the papers. I think that's horrible. I think that's really nasty. Um, And also, I think riding a bicycle through a library is pretty cool. Don't you? Th- I mean, I mean, all the other stuff is. There's horrible, an air of swagger about it. Yes, something. Uh, I have a begrudging respect for. Yes. Got anything else before we go to the trav? Uh, we'll go to the trav. Oh. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The wintry weather overnight is causing delays on the M11 northbound with one mile queue heading towards Junction 8 for Stansted Airport. It's down to one lane there because of the snow and the ice and a number of breakdowns and accidents that have happened there so far this morning. On the M25 anti-clockwise, looking at the speed sensors, it's starting to get very busy between Junction 21 for the M1 and 16 for the M40. And looking at some roadworks in High Wycombe on the A404 Marlow Hill, there are the temporary traffic lights at Marlow Road. That's not causing any delays at the moment. On the trains, Thameslink are saying that although there was problems earlier... Uh, with flooding in the week and signalling problems at Farringdon, those have now been fixed, but there are still some possible delays expected until around 8 o'clock this morning. Samantha Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Samantha. 6.45, it's Friday the 30th of January. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Oh, blimey, it's my sister's birthday on the 1st. You knew that. Huh? You knew that, though. No, but I've just remembered that it's no, nearly no, no, the 1st. No, no, you knew. And I knew that. And, and the present is going to be awesome, but I'll wait to give it... I'll wait till I see her next before I give it to her. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Thameslink services from Bedford and Luton are expected to return to normal today following the disruption caused by flooding in a tunnel in central London. Two more teenagers have been arrested in Milton Keynes following the stabbing of a boy in Bletchley on Tuesday afternoon. And workshops telling people about their rights if they're stopped and searched by the police have been launched in Luton. Uh, 08459 455 555 if you want to give us a call. And if anybody can shed any more light on this uh, explosion that supposedly happened in Bedford. Before that, though, let's get the weather. Here's Alina. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
Ian, good morning. It's another cold day. We've had a few showers overnight, which has given in places some slight accumulations of snow, a couple of centimetres here and there. One or two showers just still around at the moment, but they tend to be pulling away south and eastwards. We still have a yellow warning from the Mesh office, and that's for ice this morning, where we've had the showers, temperatures down close to freezing. We could see some icy stretches on untreated roads and pavements, so just take care if you're, if you're off in the car shortly, or just walking along the pavement as well. Uh, through the rest of the day, well, some spells of sunshine come through one or two showers which could still have a wintry element to them but uh, accumulations if you do see some snow will be very small it will certainly feel cold again even though temperatures are actually going to be up on yesterday's values today we'll see a high of four or five celsius but add on the wind a strong northwesterly wind and it will feel closer to freezing cold tonight clear spells but also further showers feeding their way across especially later in the night could well have some sleet or snow in those giving some slight accumulations and further wintry showers for a time tomorrow morning first thing tomorrow morning temperatures will be close to freezing could see some ice on untreated surfaces and once the showers clear through tomorrow morning some spells of sunshine but feeling bitterly cold and strong northerly winds which we keep through the weekend so although on sunday it will be mainly dry but we can't rule out one or two wintry showers it's always going to feel bitterly cold in that strong north wind Three Counties Radio. Catherine Boyle as well. Catherine, is that the papers really are a little bit lame today? There's not a lot in there. No. It's really... 
Go I'll on. find anything. You're upset that we're calling uh, Mayor of London Boris Johnson well, Bojo. This Bojo, day. is that a new thing? I mean, I've, I, I'm not aware of this tendency. The son's calling him Bo- Bojo on hey, the. Uh, he's just a crazy, lovable kind of guy. Let's, let's not let's not make it give him a diminutive. He's a crazy, lovable kind of guy, and we all love Bojo, Boris. It's the Mayor of London to you, you slackers. Yes. I've got. There is. Uh, Where's the mirror? Have you got the mirror? I've got the mirror here, yeah. Okay, I'm going to oh, do... there's this thing about the diplodocus, the diplodocus. Oh, yeah. It's the, we it's reckon the, it's a salad cream job. It's another whisper. It's another whisper. So they're moving it. They can put a, a whale in its place. They said that it's an authentic whale rather than a plastic dinosaur. Hey, I, they could combine a dinosaur with a whale. Mm-hmm. James Whale. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much. Give them... Can I do the saddest story in the world? I told you this story earlier. This is the saddest... I know, and I had a strange reaction to it, so... This is the saddest story in the world. Although Newshound, uh, Simon Oxley, went, Oh, really? He was questioning it. This is the saddest story in the world, Okay. A newly engaged holidaymaker plunged to her death... After losing her footing in her excitement at her boyfriend's clifftop proposal. And I can see you tearing up with this, Kath. This is awful, isn't it? Thrilled Dimitrina Dimitrova, oh dear. 29, lost her balance as she jumped up and down in delight after her partner asked her to marry him at the beauty spot on Ibiza. She fell 65 foot from the cliffs at the way. So he proposes to her at the, t- the edge of the cliffs. She jumps up and down with delight and falls and dies. I think that is the most tragic. Simon Oxley instantly went, Oh, really? Has he been questioned? <laughs> totally, so, you know, and well done. The news hound is strong in this one. Totally questioning this fella, but oh gosh. That sounds like something from a really bad. Oh dear. Comedy. I mean, that's a way to go, isn't it? Isn't How did it happen? I mean, that's awful. That's awful. That's awful, isn't it? That's really awful. I mean, it is. It's literally, it's just the saddest Gosh, thing. Gosh, can you imagine her jumping up and down? Whoop. Hey, whoa, no. You got anything? Uh, no. Hey, here we go. Here's, all right, last one. Uh, let's say last one. We might do some more. Page 41 of the Daily Mail. Good. Now, we've, t- we've touched on this on this show. We've had uh, people... Um, talking about this, leaving trinkets at, few, at uh, cemeteries. Oh, yes. okay. Trinkets. Mum told, take the trinkets from her baby's pink grave. A grieving mum who added pink decorations to the grave of her stillborn child oh. has been ordered to remove them. Jade Beadle, 24, put coloured gravel and a small fence around the resting place of her daughter Tanya, who she lost 39 weeks into her pregnancy. But cemetery officials have told her she must get rid of the bright adornments. They said in a letter, the land is supposed to be retained as a rural site and the proliferation of trinkets does not sustain that appearance. This is a tough one, isn't it? But it looks naff. Yeah, it looks it looks naff. Doesn't it's it? the bright pink gravel. I would have more of a problem. It with. looks naff. It's got bright pink writing on the headstone. I now, mean, this poor woman. I can't imagine what it must be like. It must be awful. No, no. But still, but still, come on. Uh, and uh, you, you know, maybe this letter could have been worded a bit better. We don't know if this was kind of the final thing. We don't know whether someone took them aside and said, "I'm sorry." Although when it happened locally, they got a cold letter, didn't they? They got a letter sort of pinned to their headstone. Ta- yeah, take they? take all your tat off. Basically, it was what they said. How, yeah. What happened at the end of that? Do we know? Did the, was they were a... given a stay of execution, weren't they? They were given a bit of extra we time. A, we should have a look into that to see what... We'll uh, give them a ring. 
What happened? Yeah, because they were going to they were discussing it and the, the, a compromise was was being suggested. Well, no, they were going to have a meeting to explain things. I don't think that's necessarily okay. a herald well, of a compromise. Let's have a look at that next week. But I mean, I, yeah, but who am I to, to to judge a woman who's got a stillborn baby buried like that? You know, the, 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 thank God it's, it's not never happened to me. But but we've lost people, and you don't feel obliged no. to personalise their resting place to that extent. It looks naff. And I just think in a cemetery, I, you know, things shouldn't look... They should look a bit uh, traditional. Uh, I don't want to say classy. Uh, bit, of traditional. Restra- bit of restraint, maybe. Yeah. 08459 555 You got anything else or should we play a rec? Uh, I think we better play a record. Then let's do it. A little bit of Dion, who I'm trying to get on the show. Oh. I sent him a message on Facebook. Well, that's trying. That's trying, isn't it? It's an effort. Replies to my Facebook request. How old is he now? 40, 50. Mm. He's coming, he's. Plus. Some. He's old, he's old, but he's still. Do you think he runs his own Facebook thing? Yeah, I think he does. How often does he check in? He's he's on there quite a bit. Oh, really? Oh, hang on, sorry. Yeah, no, he's on. He's on here quite a bit. He's. (laughs) 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 Boily, boily. 
Uh, someone's turned up already for... Uh, is that right, Kels? Someone's turned yeah, up for... Yeah, I don't know who yet. I'll go and find out. Well, no, don't. Why? Re- really? Now, listen, guys. We, we need to get stricter on this. We want to be a surprise. It's great to have you here. Well, I don't want to know who it is. Uh, 7.30 till 8. They should be made to wait outside. No. <laughs> they should be made... Don't be silly. ...to wait outside until 7.29. You want to create uh, an Apple Store type buzz, don't you? Outside, uh, yes, you I get a velvet do. rope. We're like it's cold out there. Sorry, it's cold. Yeah. In mm. the summer, we can do that. Hey, I don't know if it's going to go carry on until the summer. Okay. But thanks very much. Well, someone's turned up. It doesn't mean that you can't turn up. But you know, if we someone said, what, what happens if a, a thousand people turn up? We go and do it in the car park, guys. I get my Woody out, and uh, we go and do it in the car park. Yeah, exactly. That's the plan. But We're if you prepared want to turn up, for that. Number one, Hastings Street, Luton. Uh, if you want to give us a call, 08459 555. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three yeah. Counties Radio. Hello. Oh. Yep. Oh, indeed. Oh, oh, hello. I was talking to Kelly. On the M11 northbound, there are queues of up to a mile heading towards Junction 8 for Stansted Airport. That's because of ice and snow, and it's caused a number of breakdowns and accidents that have happened there so far this morning, so they've closed some of the lanes approaching the airport, so delays if you're heading to Stansted this morning. On the M25 anti-clockwise, it's very busy between Junction 19 for Watford and 16 for the M40, and on the North Orbital Road, it's looking very busy around the M25 Junction 21A roundabout. And I've just been told by Kelly that... There's lots of reports this morning of a lorry being in a ditch on the A6 at Sharnbrook and it's blocked in both directions so we'll follow that up and let you know in the next bulletin. On the trains, Thameslink are saying that although the problems at Farringdon have been sorted, there are still possible delays until 8 o'clock this morning on services between Bedford and Brighton. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy. Vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's seven o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, Thameslink trains back on track. Two more arrests after Bletchley stabbing and stop and search workshops in Luton. BBC Three Counties Radio. Thameslink services from Bedford and Luton are expected to return to normal today following the disruption caused by flooding in a tunnel in central London. All lines have reopened, but network rails say some delays and cancellations are still possible. An improved compensation offer for passengers starts on Sunday. More from Barry Caffrey. More than a million litres of water have been pumped from the tunnel in central London since a 16-inch Thames water main burst last Friday. Another series of leaks was discovered on Tuesday, which meant more trains were cancelled from Bedford, Luton, Harpenden and St Albans. Some of Thameslink's trains have been damaged by the flood water, which will lead to some shorter trains and possible cancellations later today. Two more teenagers have been arrested in Milton Keynes following the stabbing of a boy in Bletchley on Tuesday afternoon. The pair aged 16 and 17 and both from Milton Keynes were arrested yesterday. A 17-year-old from Bletchley who was arrested on Wednesday has been released on bail. The 16-year-old victim, a sixth form pupil at Lord Grey School, suffered two stab wounds but has been discharged from Milton Keynes Hospital. Workshops telling people about their rights if they're stopped and searched by the police have been launched in Luton. The monthly events are part of the Know Your Rights project, which is being backed by Bedfordshire Police. More from Chetan Pathak. 
Last year, the Home Secretary, Theresa May, said stop and search was being misused so often it was damaging relations between the public and police. Part of the new measures makes it harder now for officers to stop someone without grounds for suspicion. The Know Your Rights workshops, of which there'll be eight more across Luton, teach people about the new rules and how to complain if they feel unfairly treated. A person was led to safety by firefighters following a flat fire in Hemel Hempstead yesterday evening. Crews were called to Mercury Walk at around 6pm. Events will take place in London today to mark the 50th anniversary of the state funeral of Sir Winston Churchill. More details from Duncan Kennedy. It was an epic funeral on a grand scale. A million people lined the streets of London to witness Winston Churchill's funeral cortege. 25 million people watched on television. This morning, MPs will gather in Parliament to lay a wreath. Later, the barge that carried his coffin down the Thames, the Haven Gore, will retrace the route, past the point where dockside cranes once bowed in remembrance of the man who helped save Britain from the threat of Nazi tyranny. In sport, Watford travel to Championship leaders Bournemouth tonight. The Hornets are just four points behind the South Coast side. And England's cricketers are playing India in Perth. The winners will face Australia in the Tri-Series final. India have been bowled out for 200 with three wickets for Watford's Steve Finn. The weather, bright and mainly dry this morning. Light wintry showers later, a maximum temperature 7 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Thank you, Simon. It's morning, Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thameslink Compo, Stop and Search, and, 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 did you hear a big bang at about half past four this morning in Bedford? 08459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. In 26 minutes we open the doors and people can come in and sit with me and Catherine for half an hour and have a chat, simple as. Uh, but we uh, we mentioned this bang in Bedford. Uh, we had a phone call right at the start of the show from Jane, who uh, uh, was awake at half past four, heard a big bang, everything went white. Um, and, well, Jane's back on the line. Morning, Jane. Good morning. So just re- for those who weren't listening at the ridiculous hour of six o'clock, just remind us what happened to you. Um, laying in bed, um, I, I, I woke up because I saw, um, lights outside the bedroom window. Right. A light, fault lightning or something. That's what it seemed like. Um, didn't think anything of it because I thought it was my husband's phone at first. Yep, yep. And then all of a sudden there was this almighty um, bang um, with, you know, like electrical lights along with it. Um, And it was quite a loud bang. Um, I phoned up the electric company. They have just called me back, actually. And they said it affected um, quite a few people. Oh. Um, so are they saying it's what it's it's their fault or it's it's something to do with them? Well, they they they're not sure. They're coming they're coming out to look at the power lines this morning. Yeah. To find out what the problem is, they said they're definitely they have found the problem. Right. Um, through their computers or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they said it it's um, 
it, it could have been a tree fallen on oh. on it or something oh, like that. You've gotten like an electricity um, the, 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 the the box thing. What do they call what do they call it? A substation. A substation at the end of your garden. No, we haven't got one of those. It's oh. just power lines. Oh, okay. Oh, right. oh okay. That's, that's what they're concerned about because oh, um, because they're quite thick. These power yeah. lines. So they're going to come out this morning and and have a look to see what the problem is. But they said it did affect um, a, a, a lot of of other people. They've had calls regarding having no electric and power cuts oh, this morning. Um, so. I will get back to you and let you know Jane, what they say. You, you, in the absence of Justin Dealey, in fact, even if Justin Dealey were here, you are ten times better than he ever could be, and we appreciate your input, Jane. Oh, thank you very much. We'd still like a picture of your blown-over bamboo, if you can send it. Yeah, I'll send, I'll send that to you th- today, That'd yeah. be wicked, Jane. You're thank you very friend. much indeed. If anyone else heard it, 08459 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Any texts before we uh, crack on with the trains? Uh, let's have a look. Well, we've got some uh, tweets, I've noticed. Oh, yeah. Unfortunately, you won't be seeing one of the uh, giant rabbits we were promised, but yep, uh, maybe, that's very sad. maybe very another very one sad. in God, time. Charlie, rest in peace. Let me just stall while I check for texts. Good, good stalling technique, okay. I like it. By the way, um, if anyone else hears a bang in the night or a whisper and you can give us a shout, you know, how did they get in touch with us? Um, Ian? I don't know. Um, they give us a call. On oh, yeah, sorry. You can give us a call, 08459 555. You could email me, ian.lee at bbc.co.uk, or you could send us a cheeky text, 81333, start your text 3CR. Yeah, uh, this might seem... Oh, here we go. Martin in Inbury, talking oh. about the uh, the grave. Oh, yeah, this is a grave of uh, 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 a very sad uh, story. A woman, uh, stillborn baby, she's got a grave. It's, um, it's got lots of pink gravel on it and stuff, and it, well, she's been told she's got to change it. Martin in Inbury. This might seem a bit cruel, but if the girl was stillborn, how do they know she would have liked that kind of thing? Well, y- y- it's y- more for the comfort of the parents. Yeah, and the, the, the graves are, aren't they? Generally, they're, they're for the living as opposed to the dying. And you could say that about a child of any age. Well, how would you know that's what they would have wanted? So I don't think that's particularly pertinent. The but question is, how personal could should you be making your loved ones rest in place? I you guess. know, if you're going to a cemetery, you, you know, um, uh, the standard sounds judgmental, but it's the best word I can think. You know what the standard is? You know what's expected of those graves, really. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Now, a new compensation scheme for delayed passengers on Thameslink comes into force. Uh, Thameslink trains comes into force this weekend. Govia, the operator of the line from Bedford into London, says the way refunds will be calculated will be adjusted to be more generous. Well, meanwhile, a full service is expected on the line today after the flooding problems in central London earlier this week. Roger Perkins, who... Roger, we should just give you a car parking space here at Three Counties Radio. Uh, you're from Govia, who operate the Thameslink service. Let's talk about uh, uh, the service, first of all. It yeah. was due to uh, Thames water. We have to keep stressing that. They had a, a leaky pipe. It got fixed, and then it broke again. It got fixed. Where are we now with it? Is it, is it all sorted out? Well, we've been told it's... Uh, thanks for having me on again, um, and thanks for letting me update people during the week. Yeah, it's been... It has been fixed, we're told. It first happened, just to take listeners back, on the Friday, so this time last week, a burst 16-inch water main um, above the Clerkenwell Tunnel, which is the old bit of tunnel that runs between St Pancras and Farringdon in central London, and essentially it flooded it. And, of course, signalling is electrical connections. That doesn't go very well uh, with water. So the signalling failed. The trains were actually running through water which was up to railhead height and at times a little bit beyond that as well so it we've we've had a a terrible service as a result of this without 
any shadow of a doubt. And, and again, I would like to say sorry to people. Um, I know that Network Rail with Thames Water did work literally around the clock. They were pumping, they were pumping, and then the water started coming back in again because we put in a, a service, didn't we, on the Monday... Um, and then we were told we had a full service for Tuesday. We would have that, which we did, but the water started coming in again. Yep. And it's, it's, yeah, it's been incredibly frustrating for people. But it hasn't, can I just say, it, it, before we move on to the conversation, but it hasn't finished yet because some of our trains have been damaged by water. Um, we've been quite upfront about this and telling people. Um, water has got into some of the axles and com- electrical components of some of the trains. Um, we're checking the entire fleet. Um, and as a result of that, this morning, we, um, have, well, we haven't got our full fleet at hand. So we've got some trains that are running shorter than normal. And I've done a count-up for listeners. Um, this morning, between 7 and 10 o'clock, there are a total of 17, and there's seven on the Bedford into St Pancras route that are running with four trains instead of eight. We've tried to limit, you know, we've tried to target where we do this to those services that are used least the least. But, of course, the trouble is one train will leave from Bedford or, say, from Brighton up to Bedford, and that might be a lightly loaded train. But when it comes back, it's forming a very, very busy service, say, from Bedford or from Luton or St. Albans. So it means that people are going to suffer some so routed be, trains. So be more. patient. Uh, it's all for safety's sake. Let's move on to this compensation uh, thing. You, 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 the, the way that compensation for customers is, uh, is calculated is changing, isn't it? Can, can you explain it in terms that even an idiot like me could understand? <laughs> well, the, the, as far as compensation goes, if you're a passenger and your train is delayed by 30 minutes or more, then you're entitled to compensation. It's a, it's a fairly national standard scheme. Um, and um, it's, it's, you can read up about it on our website. It's quite easy to find. I've got a catchy name for it, Delay Repay. It's an industry-wide thing. Um, we, as Govier Thames Inc. Railway, we've actually got on top of that enhanced compensation, um, whereby if you've been delayed by that time more than 12 times in a four-week period, you can claim and you can get on top of your normal compensation, you can get another two free rail tickets um, or you in, or you can get vouchers to the uh, sorry or you can get a free ticket between your two stations if you're a season ticket holder. Right. Um, it's all explained on the website. Um, so that's over and above, and we've been heavily publicising that because of all the delays that we've had recently. Um, now what's happening is um, there's a slight discrepancy between the amount the, the formula that's used to calculate it compared with First Capital Connect and go via Thames Inc. Railway, it amounts to about 5%. And um, we're, um, we're adjusting it now to bring it in line with what went previously. I mean, the formula we've been using has, is a type that's used by other train companies, but it's been pointed out it was not as generous. It's not as generous as under First Capital Connect. So it's going to be brought in line. Roger, listen, it's excellent news. Thank you very much. Good luck with uh, getting all your trains sorted after that uh, leak. Roger Perkins from Govia. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Hey, you've seen the uh, frozen Ferrari? There's been a frozen Ferrari. Oh, about the party that was well, a little bit too saucy. It was a little bit raunchy. And a bit too packed. Well, well, in more ways than one. So <laughs> she would have been frozen, wouldn't she, going out like that? There's a, there's a frozen party. Everyone loves frozen. Everyone loves frozen. It's one of the best films ever. Parents shock at frozen show that revealed too much princess. <laughs> in the Disney film, she is demure, demure, demure. Demure? Demure. 
and courageous heroine who has captured the imagination of millions of little girls. And let's be honest, l- lots of little boys as well. Let's not be sexist. They still prefer her sister, who's more glamorous and icy. Um, no, no, my, my youngest wants Mariana. Oh, does he? Yeah, it's Anna he's going to marry. She's, she's, the, she's the hot one. She's the fun one, right? Yeah. So when Princess Anna appeared at a frozen theme party, pe- looking more like a burlesque dancer, <laughs> it sent parents into meltdown. I bet it sent some of the dads into... Uh, <laughs> families attending the event were shocked as the performer playing the hit Disney cartoon's key character emerged on stage in a costume cut solo she was spilling out. Now... I actually think it was too small and she'd hutched it down a bit. There's, I can see a picture of her. Um, it's not as outrageous as the description. There's quite a lot of boob there. There's, there's a lot of boob. But all the kids looking at are thinking lunch. That's all. That, <laughs> that's they're not seeing it as a. They're not seeing it as a sexy thing. I mean, the dads would. Fair play, she's hot. And uh, what do you mean? No, don't pull the no face. She's hot. Really? You're so obvious. A physical embodiment of Anna. She's hot. But it's not. I don't think it. I, I, I mean, it's not. Kids have seen worse things than that, haven't they? Have they? I don't know. What, I don't know what where. you're saying. When you go to Panto, though. You see they don't more. often have a lot of... And I know children's TV presenters say that they have to dress demurely, and that means no cleavage. You know, and you're bobbing down to talk to little children. <laughs> you want to make sure you're not going to bob out. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. This is what I want to ask, right? <laughs> Parents complained that the music selection at the £17 a head party, we're in the wrong business, was inappropriate for young children, right? The song that they single out as being inappropriate, I'm Too Sexy by Right Said, Said Fred. Fred. Couple of bald fellas again, same theme. I, I, you, you get kids singing and dancing to much dirtier songs mm-hmm. than "I'm Too Sexy." Yeah, yeah which is "I'm Too Sexy" is a, is a carry-on song, isn't it? You can imagine Sid James singing the the, 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 the girls' songs that they sing these days Rihanna. are filth. Rihanna. Yeah, but saying that, my my sister-in-law runs a party business, and they're very careful about the songs that they put out there. Because although the children don't think anything of it, the parents will object. I'm too sexy for my shirt. So sexy for my shirt. So sexy it it hurts. hurts. I'm a model, you know what I mean. And I do my little thing on on the catwalk. catwalk. On the catwalk. On the catwalk. I do my little thing on the catwalk. See, offensive. That's not, she wasn't joining in. I know what's wrong here. You weren't joining in either. You, you're the only person I know that doesn't know the words to I'm too sexy. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M11 northbound, there are mile-long queues approaching Junction 8 for Stansted Airport because of snow and ice in the road and some vehicles struggling to get up the hill there. And also on the A120 westbound in Birchhanger, that means uh, that's been partially blocked by a lorry that's broken down at the M11 Junction 8 for Bishop Stortford. On the M25 anti-clockwise, it's very slow between Junction 19 for Watford and 16 for the M40. And it's also looking very busy on the A1M southbound around Junction 7 for Stevenage. On the A6, it's looking very uh, snowy and icy, so that's causing problems between Bedford Road and Shakespeare Road in Bedford because of um, some lorries that have been stuck in the road near Shambrook. They're partially blocking the road. And on the trains, Thameslink services are warning of possible delays between Bedford and Brighton through St Pancras International because of signalling problems earlier this week in Farringdon. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. (laughs) 
7.17. It's Friday the 30th of January. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Thameslink services from Bedford and Luton are returning to normal today following the disruption caused by flooding in a tunnel in central London. Two more teenagers have been arrested in Milton Keynes following the stabbing of a boy in Bletchley on Tuesday afternoon. And workshops telling people about their rights if they're stopped and searched by the police have been launched in Luton. BBC Three Counties Radio. Tell you what, there's a cracking pic of our cath on the Twitter page. Are you going to get it deleted? Is it coming it's off? Coming off. Something's it's like me doing off. basic instinct, flipping X. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's an optical illusion, but boy, oh boy, you've got to love those optical illusions. Take it down, if Kevin. you've missed any of the programmes here on BBC Three Counties Radio, you've missed things like this. Well, no, you're from. Uh, you can give it. Give me your opinion for as, as someone from the British Parking Association. Is it unfair? Well, there are so many different instances. That okay, here's an instance. Before then, in this part of the programme, okay to meet Sam Ackerman. Now, she's from High Wycombe, and at her heaviest she weighed 21 stone. Yeah, I just, I think I had everyone around me just just love me enough to, to accept the way I was. But there is a way you can hear it all again. I used to have to put up with the house band who couldn't read my music very well, and doing a lot of songs I didn't particularly want to sing anyway. But the question is, Elkie Brooks, do you still do bar mitzvahs? bbc.co.uk slash three counties radio. Now, if you want to stay married or keep your relationship alive, should you avoid Facebook? Allowing you to listen to what you missed. bbc.co.uk slash three counties radio. Um, is I, I'm Too Sexy is not an inappropriate song for kids, is it? I mean, some of the stuff you hear young kids singing... Um, you know, some of those songs by those female pop singers, um, Alanis Morissette and, um, Debbie Gibson, they're very, very, uh, very raunchy lyrics, you know, but, well, I, Madonna, like a virgin, flippin' heck, that was the, the genius of Madonna, getting a load of nine-year-old girls to sing like a virgin, virgin, being touched for the very first time, flippin' heck. So I'm too sexy doesn't strike me as being particularly um doesn't strike me as being particularly inappropriate. Mm. Do we I, to sing it to you again? You know uh, Gangnam Style? <laughs> yeah. Hey sexy lady. I don't know the word. I told you about my mate who's told her daughter it's hey 6080. I'm oh. 60 and I know it. <laughs> the um the boys sing uh, Gangnam Style. Mm. And um What words do they sing? I thought Cause... it was Gangnam Star. No. Is no. that wrong? No. They go, um, they, they, they don't sing, they don't, gamungza, uh, is, is what the boys sing, yes, you're My right. My daughter's version is nothing like, move like a jazzer, she sings. What? Ooh, jazzer like from the jazzer. archers? Is that picture of um, your... It's uh, been censored. Okay. Too hot for Twitter. Put cross. I almost broke the internet. It was very, very <laughs> adult. Um, I managed to save it, though, and I will be distributing it uh, for anyone who pays me yeah, five pounds. I've, I've got copies. Excellent stuff. I'll um, send them and sign them. <laughs> You'll send them? Like Dan Chuck. Oh, with the spray. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) He's not a scratch and sniff or anything then. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think that would make money? (laughs) Probably not very much, no. I wouldn't have thought so, no. 
no, no. <laughs> well, it's been great working here at BBC Three Counties Radio. It hasn't, don't lie. No, not in the slightest. Hey, you know we're letting people in from 7.30 onwards? Yeah. Some are here already. Yep. I've just let a man in with three dogs with flashing lights on. Yay! That's something to look forward to. You say some are here. I don't, I don't want to know how many. I don't want to know how many, but the doors are open. And just because they're here, it doesn't mean that you can't come in here. You know what I'm waiting for? What? The, 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 the dream would be... A homeless fella that turns up and says, oh, it's, bit, it's cold. Can I come and sit in here for half an hour? Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Trouble is, they don't have radio, so they don't know they're welcome. Uh, some of them do. All right, then. Some of them do. Every, everybody is welcome, apart from, you know... You know, those people, people, want, people who want to do us harm. Yeah, people who want to, to hurt us. Or people you, who just want to stare at us. That's off-putting. Stare us... You know, stare us... Just don't... People who want to do us harm, you're not welcome, OK? And uh, hopefully that will keep them away. I believe ISIS responds... People, respond, getting, their, people ISIS, getting their coats on as we think, going, ah, oh, forget it then. ISIS <laughs> respond to that kind of... Uh, oh, they don't... Oh, I was going to go, but I was going to do them harm. Oh, well, I'll find somebody, uh, somebody else to harm. We don't want any harmers here, but uh, everybody else, more than welcome. More than welcome. I'm stalling because our guest hasn't turned up. Yeah, um, Do I just crack on and see what happens? No, she said that she's on her way. Well, I mean... She's not on her way enough. I'll do the audio. Yeah. And if she's not here, well, we'll sing I'm Too Sexy again. Oh, hang on. Someone's just coming to Someone's the car. Go and get the door, because you're more likely to be stopped and searched if you're black or you're Asian. It's been a suspicion for some time, but when a report from the Equality and Human Rights Commission confirmed it back in 2013, the government reacted by bringing in a new code of conduct for police, which is why officers and youth workers are holding Know Your Rights sessions for young people across Luton. Our reporter, Chetan Partak, went to the first workshop. When I challenged the situation, I was told, well, if I don't give that information, then he's going to take my fingerprints and I'll be arrested and I still need to give the information anyway. You try to defend your rights, uh, so-called rights that you have, but when the, it's about oppression, really, you know, when the police know it's a power thing and when they're trying to use different sections or different parts of the law against you, you as an individual, you don't really have that much knowledge or power. Was it the first time that you'd been stopped and searched? No, no, I've been stopped many times, but that, that's probably one of the most notable. But it's the way that it's been applied is what is the issue. When there's no justification in doing it and the way that it's being used against our community, yeah, is, is the issue. You say our, our community, we know that black men are disproportionately stopped. Do you think that in your instances it was because of the, the colour of your skin? Certainly, yes. There was no reason. What other, the, from the officer can't give you a reason for stopping you. What have you learnt today? Um, well, for me, it's to learn and understand what rights you have. Um, I heard somebody say that it's the way you respond, it's responding rather than reacting. So if you have knowledge of what your rights are and what the police are and are not meant to do, then you can react in a lot better way. And for me personally, I don't expect to get stopped and searched regularly anymore. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Well, you cut it fine, young lady. I know. You cut it fine. I know. One of the people behind those workshops is Yvonne Sinclair. She joins me now. Morning, Yvonne. Thanks for coming in. What's Morning. The, what's the point of these workshops? Why do we need them? We need them to help to bring co- co- cohesion between Luton Police... Well, Bedfordshire Police and the community of Luton. Yeah. It's, so- it's about building co- cohesion, really. 
building partnerships, building relationships, and trying to really cut out all of the old stuff and create something. What new. do you mean by the old stuff? What the, the, there's a lot of negativity between the police and right. the community. You know, everybody knows that. We're, gonna, we're yeah. not going to hide the fact. So um, last year, after a string of events, I had an idea to do some workshops. I spoke to Lenos Wilson from TNVA back then and um, we started to work on something and then I decided to take it at a different angle and then um, the police put me in contact with Montel um, Novell yep. who works with young people predominantly and then we tweaked the workshop and now it's live and, and running. So what happens in the workshop? What, what do you talk about? We talk about rights. It's, it's the rights to stop and search which yeah. is a, it's a pretty big issue around the country why do police why do the police find it that they can just stop you at any given time and it's about allowing people to know their rights what they can and can't do what they can and can't say um if a police officer was to do um for instance just say i want to search you there's a number of things that he has to do before that search takes place mm. um but not a lot of people know that and so sometimes people feel like um the police pick on them they're intimidated or sometimes it's the police keep arresting the same people right there's no uh, arrests no convictions and nothing so theresa may has um changed some of the law yeah now so to make it better for the community and so the tool is actually used for the community. It's there to protect us. But the people who have the powers can't abuse their powers. Well, mm. I'm not supposed to abuse their powers. Mm. So now we're running these workshops so people know if this happens, that's an abuse of power. If that happens, that's not an abuse of power. So it's in, in, it's empowering the, the, the community, but it also empowers the police because the police are at the workshops as well. Oh, OK, that's interesting, yeah. Yeah, so they, there's a lot of interaction. Yesterday when it went on, there was a lot of interaction between the community and the police. Was yesterday the first one? It was the first How one. How many people turned up? Uh, we had 22. OK. Uh, and and so what age were they? Were they all young black men? No. Right, no. Who, who was there? There was older uh, black men, younger black men, Asian men, younger and older. Um, there were some white men, but not many young people. Okay. So this yesterday's one was a pilot, right? And it, it was targeted at youth professionals. Really, we wanted to get an insight from them as to what they're hearing on the street, what they're hearing from young people, yeah. What they what they know, um, because also equally with youth professionals, they need to know their rights too, because they've got all these young people coming in. So they have to be at a place where they actually understand legislation as well yeah. in, in, in regards to young people. So the, the workshop is targeted at young people, at, but it's also targeted at those who work with young people, teachers, parents even. It's really important that you know. Well, uh, knowledge is power, isn't it? it and is, if you absolutely. know what your rights are and, you know, what what you have to do and what you don't have to do, well, yeah. that's, that is a very empowering thing, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. There is a lot of, you know, we, we talk about Leon Briggs here and Farouk Ali and another yeah. story about a, a young gentleman who um, uh, had his neck broken in an incident that's been investigated. Yeah. Do you think uh, that things like this... Is there too much damage done already between, um, you know, ethnic communities and the police? Do you think it can be turned around? I think it can. Yeah? I think it can. I think, personally speaking, this is my own personal view, 
I think that things have happened. Some really tragic things have happened. But I think now that if the police are prepared to make significant changes, hold up their hand, make those changes and work with the community, I think that we can begin to turn it around. Do you think the police will do that? You, we've got some pretty good officers in terms of the community officers. Yep. And I think it's doable if they can get everyone on board. I, yesterday I was, you know, I was saying, you know, there was some kind of negativity things that was being said. And I was saying to some of the people there, if you want to see change, then you have to be the change you want to see. Mm. And it's as simple as that. So it's all well and good that we're saying, oh, this has happened. That's happened. That's happened. Yes, we know that. And we have to learn from everything that's happened in the past. But moving forward, if we want to see change, then we have You've to be to the it. change. Yvonne, listen, we're out of time. It's nice to see you. I'm glad you made it. Uh, if people want to find out more about this, where do they go? They can go to um, my website, which is i2ru.com. Say that again. i 2 I T O. No. Number two. I, number two. Yeah. I, U. Okay. Dot com. Lovely. Yeah, or they can just go to www.yvonnemsinclair.com. Brilliant. And they'll find I wish yeah. you the best of luck with it, and we'll keep an eye on what's Thank going on. Thank you so Thank you very much, much indeed. Thanks. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. There are still delays on the M11 northbound because the exit slip road at Junction 8 for Stansted Airport is closed. That's because of ice and snow in the road and it's caused a number of accidents and breakdowns there this morning. There is a lorry stuck there in the snow at the moment. On the M11 towards London, it's very busy around Junction 9 for Redbourne and the M25 anti-clockwise is very slow from Junction 19 for Watford to 16 for the M40. On the A6, that's been partially blocked because of a number of lorries that have got stuck in the road between Rushton and Bedford. And on the A1 southbound, it's looking very slow on the speed sensors between the Sainiots Junction and the Black Cat Roundabouts. On the trains, there's no major delays at the moment showing up on the departure boards, but Thameslink are warning of possible delays between Bedford and Brighton through St Pancras International because of the flooding and signalling problems there earlier this week. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 7.30, I'm Simon Oxley. Thameslink services from Bedford and Luton are returning to normal today following the disruption caused by flooding in a tunnel in central London. Two more teenagers have been arrested in Milton Keynes following the stabbing of a boy in Bletchley on Tuesday afternoon and workshops telling people about their rights if they're stopped and searched by the police have been launched in Luton. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Watford travel to Championship leaders Bournemouth tonight. Slavisa Jakanovic's Hornets are just four points behind the South Coast side. They are definitely team for explain simple. Uh, they have right team uh, mentality. We are in this way for for catch what they have uh, actually now. Uh, they know exactly what uh, they must to do. And there's full commentary on Watford at Bournemouth on tonight's Three Counties Sport from seven. Tomorrow, MK Dons go to Crewe in League One with the Delhi Alley transfer saga still going on. Newcastle are favourites to sign him, but Aston Villa are reportedly making an 11th hour bid. Here's Dons manager Carl Robinson. We're, we're not getting too carried away with everything. We just keep playing our football because our goals at the beginning of the season obviously weren't as big as where we were today. So we thought we'd be in the mix, but we didn't expect to be sort of 15 points clear of the team in seventh. So 
we're, we're in a great position for forthcoming games and we're looking forward to them. In League Two, leaders Wickham host Portsmouth, Luton host Cambridge. Hatters manager John Still is waiting for news on former England striker Andy Johnson. We are really waiting for Andrew to come to us. He's the one that has to decide if he wants to play. And it isn't about wanting to play, it's about wanting to play with an energy, a drive, an enthusiasm to, to help get this, this club promoted. And Andrew, on his comeback, he said at the moment he wasn't sure that playing was what he wanted to do. And also in League Two tomorrow, Steve Nidger at home to Oxford. England's cricketers are playing India in Perth. The winners will face Australia in the Tri-Series final. India have been bowled out for 200, three wickets for Watford's Steve Finn. And at the Australian Open tennis, number one seed Novak Djokovic faces defending champion Stan Wawrinka later for the right to meet Andy Murray in Sunday's final. BBC Three Counties News and Sports, the next full bulletin is at eight. This is Ian Lee. Oh, well, well. BBC Three Counties Radio. So, on Fridays, and I'm, I'm so annoyed because I keep forgetting to mention this every day of the week, between half seven and eight, I keep meaning to talk about Open Door Fridays, Open Door Policy, where basically anyone can walk in. Half seven to eight o'clock on a Friday, you're allowed to come in, Open Door Policy. That's, that's what I'm calling it. You're calling it something different, Catherine. Free for all Friday. Well... It is a free-for-all. But it's an open-door policy. The, the, the policy is the door the is open. open. It's not, though. You have to... But it's not a free-for-all because we're not going to, you know, people aren't going to be... Anyway... They can. It comes a shed load of people. Excellent. Kelly's gone upstairs like the pipe. Hello, everyone. Can hello, I just everyone. say hello to the gentleman who just called and hung up on me, oh. um, angry at something Jonathan Vernon-Smith has said? Well, don't, but don't get angry with us about <laughs> Jonathan Vernon-Smith. No, do. It was hilarious. What, did, what was he angry about? Oh, he said I should have watched a television programme oh, and that Jonathan had got it all wrong. Morning, 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 morning. Everybody come in. Let's turn all these microphones on. Come in. Oh my. Oh, my flipping goodness gracious me. What's going on there? Right. It's a full house. We've got one, two, three, four, five, six. And what have you brought? We've got, you, bring, you can bring the dogs in if you want. Yeah, yeah, bring, bring the dogs, dogs in. in. Oh, Look at these. This is brilliant. This is brilliant. Right, I'll tell you what we're going to do. You, you two take a seat. Let's go around this. I'm going to write your name, sir. What's your name, sir? Harvey. Harvey. Okay, Harvey. What's your name, sir? Colin. Colin. Morning, Colin. Who have we got over here? Let's go. Let's start. Oh, we, your, oh, mum's not talking. Look at mum. We, uh, the thing I've noticed, Catherine, we've we yeah. had mums coming every week. Cowards. Stage mums, isn't it? There are cowards. All right, mum, we'll, <laughs> we may speak to you. Are you going to speak, young lady? Okay, we've got a silent young lady there. What's your name? Um, Melissa. 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 Thank you very much. And are you Jill? I am Mrs Fry, yes. Mr. Excuse oh, me, excuse me. I'm now. Mrs Fry, <laughs> Mrs Fry. Because I'll tell you why I say that, Mrs Fry. Because last week... Uh, I, I met someone and they said, oh, it, it's good that you set this thing up and you get these people to come in. I said, no, no, I don't set them up at all. People just turn up. This is the point. This is the point. People just turn up. So I'm going to put my cards on the table. You emailed me yesterday, Mrs. Fry, and you yes. did say that you were, going to, you were possibly going to come in yes. uh, with Melissa. Um, uh, can, can I just say at this point, the heavy breathing you can hear isn't the guests, it's no. the dogs. Yeah, Colin, who have you brought with you, mate? Stella Artoan Caffrey. He's chocolate Labradors. <laughs> They've got boozy. They've... Come a little bit closer to the microphone. Yeah, I'll Sit come, down. Yeah. You've got three dogs. Yes. They're beautiful. Stella Artois Caffrey. How old are they? Ten, seven and three. Oh, blimey. Why have they got such uh, uh, exciting lighting on? Because they're gun dogs which in training and everything, so I can see them from oh. distance. Oh, uh... <laughs> Hang on, so we've got a gunman in the studio. <laughs> Just if anyone's listening upstairs. So, right, what do you mean by a gun? What does a gun dog do? That goes and gets animals that have been, that have been shot, pheasants yes, and things. Yes. And so to train them, you put bright lights on them so that they, when they go off, you know... You know yeah, I train through the year with lights at night time or whenever. That's brilliant. Yeah. That's brilliant. Uh, uh, how far are they into their training? 
Well, these two are up and working. Yeah. And this one's in training. OK, OK. Well, I li- and when was the last time they went out on a hunt? Last year. Last year, OK. Uh, and they look very friendly. Are they... Are they uh, basically, are they, are they going to maul any of us, is the no, question. No, it's mother-daughter, granddaughter. Oh, really? Fantastic. Three generations. Harvey, you look a little bit nervous. No, I'm OK. Next to the dogs. Are you sure? <laughs> yeah. OK, well, uh, Harvey, let's, let's, let's start with you. What the hell are you doing here, man? I just thought, come... Come a little bit closer to the microphone. I know it's a little bit awkward, but let's move this one up here. There we go. Can they put the headphones on, on so I can talk work. to them as well? Oh, yeah. If you've got, we've got headphones here. If you put your headphones on, you'll be able to hear... Actually, if you go for that one, and we'll pass that one round, you'll be able to hear Catherine talking Hello, in there as well. Hello, this is me through the window. Hi, Catherine. Hello, Harvey. Melissa, you've got your headphones on. Mrs Fry, you got your headphones yes, on. You can you. hear Catherine. OK. So, Harvey, look, why did you, why did you want to come in this morning? Because this is a weird thing to do. You look like a sensible gentleman. You look like you've got responsibilities. <laughs> you look like you may even have a job. Uh, yeah, I'm on my way into work, so I thought I'd pop in and yeah. just see you. I listen to you all the time. So OK. I liked the Mr T last a few weeks back. Mr T was, for those who missed it, we had Mr, <laughs> we had Mr. T coming in, which was, uh, was incredible. You weren't here for Mr I T. I missed that when I was listening at home. I was absolutely gutted. He was brilliant. OK, so what, where, are you local? Uh, Milton Keynes. Milton Keynes, okay. Yeah. And do you work in Luton? No, uh, on the way to Bedford, so Tempsford. Okay. Is it is it is it snowing out there yet? Is it there... was yesterday, but it it wasn't that it didn't settle too long. So. Okay, okay. And why? I've got to ask. Why do you listen to this show? Because we kind of expect Catherine it to be. I don't know. In my head, I have um, weirdos. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of. We kind of expect it to be weirdos listening. And you look. I'm not a weirdo. <laughs> no, you don't look like a weirdo. This You're is not the, weird enough. I know. This, this thing, why, well, tell, tell us why you listen to the show. It's uh, just uh, really interesting. Lots of diverse conversations going on. Lots of different subjects. Who's your least favourite member of the team? I was going to say you. <laughs> no. Ah, no, of course so not. Okay. Of course not. Yeah, listen, Dealey's in a foreign country. If oh, you want yeah. to well, slag off Dealey. Oh, yeah. How long you lived in Milton Keynes for? Uh, basically, well, I was born in Luton. Yep. My dad worked for Vauxhalls. Yep. And then we moved to Bletchley. And then we've been basically in Milton Keynes since 74, so okay. long, quite a long time. So you've seen it change a lot, because oh, I, yeah. I kind of... My, my nan used to live in Milton Keynes in the late 70s, early 80s. Yeah. And it's a completely different place, isn't it? Yeah, completely different. Yeah. Do you like it, though? Yeah, it's good. Because Milton Keynes gets bad press, doesn't it? Oh, the roundabouts and the concrete cows, and, and, and it's easy to make jokes about, isn't it? It is easy, but the development going on and yeah. everything around MK1, around the football ground, is amazing, like lots of restaurants and... Colin, how long have you been working with dogs? All my life. Really? What, what, why? What's the attraction of them? Well, they're just company. Yeah. Never say anything wrong. They just wag their tail all the time. You know I'm a cat man, not a dog man, don't you? Yes. Yeah, I mean, because... <laughs> don't mix. <laughs> he looks disgusted with me, Catherine. I, I can understand that. Because cats, I just find a bit more sociable, a bit friendlier. Why, try and sell dogs to me. Why, why, what, what have dogs given you in your they're life? They're more loyal than cats. Cats are yeah. independent. These are more loyal yeah. and obedient. They please you and they want to be with you most of the time. And have you, have you had these dogs since they were pups? These yeah. ones here? Yes, they're self... Bread at home. Right, OK. And this one's going to have a litter in June, June the 12th. Oh, blimey. How, how many in the litter? Seven, two, eight, yeah. nine. And then what do you... Do you sell them on? Do you keep yeah, them? Yeah, keep one. Keep one and sell the rest on? Yeah. That must... I always thought that would be quite hard work because the puppies are kind of kind of cute. And I would Especially be... little chocolate Labradors. And all the, all, the, all the puppies that I sell on, they've all got um, kennel club names associated with beer. This <laughs> one's got Stella Artois, and this one's got Caffrey, I've got Guinness... And everything else. Well, so, ca- what it was was, someone said, "Can I get sponsorship for Dry January?" Yeah. Oh. So I've gone for it. Oh, okay. You doing a Dry January? Yeah. So I'll come in and see if you'll sponsor me for Dry January. Blimey. For Keats Cottage and Grove 
Hospice. I'll tell you what, I'm, you're not getting any money out of me, <laughs> but, because if everyone did that, I'd be skint. But we'll give it a, a proper plug before the end of the, 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 end of the hour, definitely. I've got the forms in. Well There's done Grove House at St. Thomas City Hospital. And why did you pick that one? Well, because, um, Grove House is... Yes. Yeah. South Down Hartenden, so and yeah. then in Luton you've got Keats Cottage, yeah. which is the hospice for Luton and yeah. Hartenden. And have you got a personal connection with that, or you just... You just uh, I know Mary out of South Down Hartenden, you know, because yeah. I know her personally, and I've known, um, I've spoken to Jackie and Dominic at Luton Keats right. Cottage, because that was suggested by a friend of mine yeah. from the Ski Bridge pub at Hartenden. How are you finding the dry January? I've got two days left, so... <laughs> And does that mean, uh, the, the, bearing in mind we've got young ears in the studio with us, the, on uh, the 1st of February, um, are you going to make up for lost time? I don't know. Someone else is trying to get me to do January as well, and they've already do sponsored it. I said, if it, as long as it goes to Keats Cottage and Grove... Cottage. You might do a dry February. Is that, what, is that what you're saying? They're asking me to. He's, not, he's not got his headphones on. I want to oh, ask sorry. him, are, are you feeling any better for it? Cause, uh, oh, oh, I'm moon. Sleep changes, um, well, personality changes. Yes, it's everything. Really? Yes, Gosh. you do. You get up early in the morning. You get, you get, job, you get jobs done. So you get more done. You, you do get more done. I haven't had a drink for ten years, and boy, the, what I've achieved in those ten years. Have you lost any weight on it? No. No. You what have to you try to just go up a little bit? I was going to say you're out walking more. You're not there. What are you doing to make up for it? You must. Are you are you, are you, are you eating more? Um. No, a little bit. What? When you give up a craving, you start other, other cravings. So yeah. at the same time, what I did was I gave up sugar, I gave up watching TV, oh, and I, I just I, I just gave the whole lot because then it becomes confusing which one you've given up. Yeah. So therefore, it can, becomes easier. <laughs> Doing it all in one go. Yes. Would you, would you say you were a heavy drinker before? Yes. How heavy? Very heavy. <laughs> you know, you, you wouldn't say you're alcoholic though, would you? No, no, no not a lot of problem. But, but well, you, you enjoyed a you enjoyed a bit of booze. But yes. Yeah. Without a doubt. Are you enjoying life more without it? Yes. So why don't you make why don't you make it a permanent life? If you're enjoying life better, you can make it a permanent lifestyle choice. I should consider it. I know. I can see from the look in your face that's a frightening thought. Just carry on until you don't feel like doing it anymore. I could go for it once I asked. I could do it. Just don't think too far in advance. You'd have to make a decision. No, once a bit of time. Yeah. Was it easy? Was it easy? Because I said, I've not had a drink for ten and a half I years, so I don't... I stopped on the 31st of December. Yeah. Um, sorry, 30th, just to, to test myself on them two biggest nights of the year. Yeah. Oh, so and you didn't have a drink on New Year's? No. No, OK. And if I did that, then I could... knew I could carry through January with and were you, were, were, Did you spend New Year's at a party, or were you on your own? No, it was at a party. OK. Yeah. And did uh, did oh, people so... say, hey, Colin, come on, mate, what's going no, on with you? I took dogs for a walk, it was freezing cold, and I went in and had cups of coffee, and I said, I'm freezing. And they, they, they took on to it. They bought that one. And then they twigged it on, like, day 3rd of January, saying, <laughs> Colin, you, wow. you're drinking coffee, you're doing dry January. I said, yeah, but I'm keeping it quiet. Yeah. And they said, no, Colin, go and get sponsorship. Yeah, yeah. And it's the reason why it escalated. And were, they, were, they, were, they, were your friends surprised? Yes. I've taken people in the pub since. Yeah. And all the sponsorship forms are behind a couple of locals that go in Hartenden. Yeah. And they go in and say, what do you drink? I say, oh, pint they, they, there's already a pint of coffee ready for them. <laughs> a pint of coffee? Yeah, for the, yeah. And, yes, it's either cappuccino or instant. It depends on the time. And then they go, oh, what's the matter? I said, nothing. I said, it just cost you a fiver or a ten. I'd have given the sponsorship form. Really? Well, listen, well, can, can people sponsor you online at all? Have you got anything? Yeah, I've got email. Right, we're going to, we'll sort, we'll make sure we give that a plug before the end of the show. I want to come to Mrs. Fryham and Minister, Minister, isn't it?
Minissa, tell us now. I I have had a little clue as to what you're here for, but come close to the microphone, Minissa. We've got a minute, and then we'll talk a bit more after the, the travel, if that's all right. Because tell us briefly what you're here for. Um, we're here for World War One and how it changed Luton. Okay. And um, we're here, we're doing BBC Schools Report. Okay, now I've heard about this BBC Schools Report. I tell you what we're going to do. We're going to go to the travel and the news and the weather, uh, and then we'll find out a little bit more about it. Okay. Is that your mum? Uh, yes. Do you reckon? Do, is there any chance that we could persuade her to say something before the end of the show? Uh, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Mum's going. No, no, no. Let's have none of that. Listen, stay there. I'm going to do a little bit. You can take as many pictures as you want. By the way, if you want to take photos, feel free to snap away. Let's go to Sammy and get the travel. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M11 northbound, there are three-mile queues towards Junction 8 for Stansted Airport because of the ice and snow in the road and a number of accidents and breakdowns that have happened as a result of that. It's also looking very slow on the A120 in both directions through Puckeridge, between there and Bishop Stortford around Horse Cross because of those problems on the M11. On looking at the speed sensors on the M1 towards London, it's very busy around Junction 9 for Redbourne, and the A1M southbound is also looking very slow around Junction 7 for Stevenage. On the A6, that's partially blocked because of accidents and breakdowns with lorries stuck in the road. Road between Bedford Road at Rushton and Shakespeare Road at Bedford, and that's uh, around the Shambrook area. And on the trains, Thameslink are saying that although the problems with flooding at Farringdon are fixed, they are expecting possible delays between Bedford and Brighton. And the 7.59 train to London King's Cross is delayed by 10 minutes. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Samantha. Right, 7.45, it is uh, Friday, the 30th of January, and we've got a load of people in the studio. You take as many pictures as you want while we do this. These are your headlines. Thameslink services from Bedford and Luton are returning to normal today following the disruption caused by flooding in a tunnel in central London. Two more teenagers have been arrested in Milton Keynes following the stabbing of a boy in Bletchley on Tuesday afternoon, and workshops telling people about their rights if they're stopped and searched by the police have been launched in Luton. We'll have more from uh, the guests in the studio after the weather with Alina. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning, Ian. We have a yellow warning from the Met Office today. Uh, this is to cover the risk of ice for the next few hours, where we've had some showers overnight and with temperatures currently close to freezing in places, could find uh, some slippery conditions on untreated surfaces. But all of our showers are just about gone now. Some spells of sunshine will be developing through the morning. Still can't rule out one or two showers. They will be mainly of sleet or rain if you catch one. Maybe just the odd snowflake in there, but nothing that's going to lead to any accumulations. It's only going to be a cold day, even though temperatures will be up a little bit on yesterday's values at around five, maybe six Celsius. But add on the strength of that cold northwesterly wind, and it will feel much colder than those temperatures suggest. Clear spells at first tonight, and that will allow temperatures to drop down to freezing. Could well be a risk of ice once again on untreated surfaces. A few wintry showers as well, developing through the early hours. A little bit hit and miss, but could have um, some sleet, some snow, some rain in them, even at lower levels. And then for tomorrow morning, still some wintry showers for a time. Some sunny spells in the afternoon, but we pick up a much colder northerly wind tomorrow, so it's going to feel bitter out and about. Highs of four or five Celsius, feeling more like sub-zero in the wind chill. Similar conditions on Sunday, bright with some sunny spells, but very cold in that strong northerly wind. And we keep the cold theme as we go into Monday. Every weekday from three. Let's talk about your story. They're little globules of uh, it's chocolate. What is that sticking out of that? That's the abdomen of oh. the ant. Roberto Peroni. Film critic Richard Fitzwilliams. Welcome to the programme. Richard, will you be watching Rambo 5? They are unsubtle, they are silly, and they do not appeal. Overweight people are being ignored, 
humiliated and insulted on a regular basis. When you're in the supermarkets, people watching what you're picking up and passing comments. Can I ask you, Claudette, what does it cost to have a cycle of IVF when you decide, well, I have to have children? It all totaled uh, to nearly £25,000. When you're in such a low and desperate place, you'll do anything. Roberto Peroni on BBC Three Counties Radio. Ah, ah. Well, the, the, Colin, what are you doing with those dogs? Uh, the, Who's been sitting in my chair? The dogs. No, the dog, they're on the interview. On the, on the, on the, no, they can let them have their pictures taken. Let them have their pictures taken. I tell you what, why are you doing that? Let's speak to Melissa. So, Melissa, just tell us what school you go to. Um, I Come go nice to and close to the microphone. That's it. I go to Ickenwood High School. Okay, and is it any good? And I know Mrs. Fry stood next to you, but she can't hear you. Is it any good? Uh, actually, it's a really good school, and I love going. Tell me why you like it so much. Um, well, personally, I love art, so it was yeah. the best choice for me. Yeah. And because I have all of my friends there as well, so it's a great opportunity. It makes it... It's, it's nice it's if you've got easier, lots of friends there. Yeah. What's, what's your favourite lesson? Is it art? Yes. And what kind of art do you do? Um, I do general art, which is basically every kind of art. So yeah. I do sketching morning, and painting, mostly. Yeah. Because um, I, I could never do it. I was never... Do you, do you find it comes naturally, your artistic bent, or do you have to really work at it? Um, sometimes it comes naturally, but yeah. you can also work at it and you can get better at okay. it. OK. So. so, listen, you're here for World War One, Yes. And, and just tell us, what's, what is this BBC what? reporter thingy, Bob? Um, it's about World War One and how it changed Luton. OK. Um, it's more, like, interesting and, yeah, it's a schools report. Schools report. BBC schools report as well. Um, BBC schools report is when we do... Report. Sorry, the, the do ignore the dogs having their pictures taken at the moment. <laughs> you, you, you they're, they're opposing. You carry on, Melissa. Go on. Um, we do uh, reports for like BBC. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a BBC initiative yep. for young people to act like journalists. Oh, blimey! And they do films and they upload it to a website and yep. it all gets linked up to the BBC. Um, and they go out and about and we're we're, we're actually doing a, an outside broadcast. Oh, blimey! Filming at Wardam. Hey, yeah. they'll be after your job, Boyley. They can have it. <laughs> they start <laughs> can i go you, home you, you wouldn't want to do this for a living would you or would you um actually it'll be a good thing to do as a living because you get new people coming in every day yeah. it's a new topic every day i tell you what it's exciting because you do yeah. get you do get to do some interesting stuff you get to do a lot of boring stuff as well would you say Catherine? well i get to do more boring stuff than you do but that's all part of the job you, you get know? you get to hang out with me that's not boring uh, oh rude awkward um, uh, so okay so so what exactly are you doing for this report about world war one then you're looking at how the, the affected luton uh, if anyone's got any stories out there, yep. like family stories of World War One, yep. um, we we'll really appreciate it if they can uh, phone in or email Ignored High School because um, it will give us more resources. I tell you what they can do is uh, have you got have you got an email address that's safe for yes. use, or do you, should they email me and I forward uh, I, it on? Oh, that'd be fantastic. I tell you what then. So what, just just tell us what kind of stories you're looking for, and then they can email me and I'll sell, send it on to Mrs. Fry if we get um, anything. Stories about people in their family that were in World War One and uh, how obviously how it changed Luton yep. and what the effects were and how it affected people as okay. well as um, Alright, well if anyone's got any stories like that then uh, ian.lee i-a-i-n.l-e uh, at bbc.co.uk if we get anything in Mrs Fry Thank you. Uh, then we'll, we'll, we'll send it in I wasn't doing anything like this when I was at school how, how, how old are you? I'm 13 13, so at 13 mm. I, was, I was causing mayhem Were you? Yeah, I was I, a very naughty boy See, this is what happens I worked very hard, I ended up here 
uh, I, 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 I did work very hard and I'm stood here in my socks um, talking but, to a load of strangers. But it sounds like a really interesting way of learning about history. You're bringing it to life, you know. We, yeah. What did we learn about? Industrial Revolution? Oh, the spinning jenny. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> flip it. Do you, know, do you know what the, even know what the spinning jenny is? No. It's, you don't want to know. It's pointless. <laughs> it's, it, it, I learned about that. Threshing accidents, yes. all that kind we of stuff. We also have a second story, though. Oh, yeah, go on. The listeners could help. Yeah. Uh, we're doing a focus on Luton Town Football Club as well. Oh, yes. what the promotion meant to the, the, the fans of Luton. Oh, here okay. we go. Yeah, you're going to get loads that. on this. Anyone's yeah. got any stories to do with that as well? We're hoping to meet to, um, the manager very soon as okay. well. OK. You, you, we'll send Justin Dealey your way. He'll, he'll bang <laughs> on about that. Again, send an email to me, and if and anything we get, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll send it on. Uh, Colin, what were you doing at school at 13? Um... Studying. <laughs> <laughs> now, come on. Well, you, let's be honest. Because at 13, I was just, just starting to discover the uh, the wonder of, well, being naughty, really. I, I would imagine it for me, it kind of started about 12, 13. I discovered, and don't follow this as a career path, that messing around with my mates was kind of more fun than, you know, learning French, for example. Were you... Were you... Nah, messing around would go down the lines of... Yeah, you were Especially bit... my art teacher. I tripped him over when he was oh. doing a rugby scrum, so I pulled oh. his leg, leg, one leg out from underneath and he fell over. Blimey. Did you, get, uh, you, you were probably in the days, and without, would, based on saying you're old, was caning around then? Would you got a wallop for well, that? Well, in, in our class, there was one tall guy, about six foot six. You always get a tall one. He had size 11 slipper, you know, primp soles. Yeah, yeah. It did hurt. Yeah, we got the slipper. We got the, imagine that I was, I'm old enough to have been at school when the teacher would hit me with a slipper oh, for being naughty. Black yeah. In my dad's school, you could select the slipper. <laughs> really, I mean, he enjoyed those punishments. It was, much. yeah, it was horrible, wasn't it? Oh, weird. I mean, I, I got the slipper once or twice, and I was ten years old. Why would you hit a ten-year-old with a shoe? That's insane, isn't it? Harvey never got it. Look at his face. Harvey, you never. You you've got the face right, and, and I can imagine you as a little boy, a grown man now. But just I can imagine like Harvey creating mayhem. But he's got that innocent little kind of chipmunk face <laughs> that would say, that, "Well, it couldn't have been Harvey. Who did this? Was that? Were you a bit of a swat at school? No, I wasn't a swat, but I did get in a bit of trouble at times. Really? Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. What kind of stuff did you get up to? Just come a little bit closer to the mic, Harvey. Just. Uh, Banter with friends, really. Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah. Well, you, I, I'm guessing as well. I'm making up a lot. You, when you look at people, Minister, when you speak to people, you kind of make stuff up. And I'm making up that you were like into your video games a bit. Oh no, not video games. No, I can't play any. Video oh really? Games. I'm useless. At I them. kind of, I'm kind of aging you here as well as like a Sega, uh, Sega Mega. Oh, I did have a Sega Mega Drive. Ladies and gentlemen, thank <laughs> you very much indeed. You see, I can tell what type of console you had. <laughs> the dog's coming close. Gosh, yeah, it's the... like a geeky <laughs> Derek Akora. <laughs> <laughs> the dog. The dog sniffing uh, Harvey's um, Harvey, <laughs> so which is uh, we'll move on. So you, you, but you were you were kind of a good boy, were you? I was all right. I was all right. Yeah. Okay. Are you sure? I got by. Yeah. Okay. And you're missing, no, you, you... they're not. No. Shall I pass on your number? Oh, the, the, Catherine's taking a phone call. Look, this is exciting. Uh, and uh, Melissa, you, 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 you. <laughs> the dogs are quite well behaved. Apart, which is the one that's going for? Um, that's going for Harvey's. Uh, I would stand up, Harvey. I would stand up because you don't want just be just. It's all tread delicately around what's happening here. But dogs are doing what dogs do. That's 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 what's going on. You got off lightly, Catherine, being in there. Oh really? Yeah. I didn't get. Sick me after that picture earlier. Well, on. exactly. Don't refer to the picture. No, it's been okay. deleted. Goodness. They're not going to do a wee in here, are they? they they're completely... Yeah. They know what they're doing. All right. Uh, Harvey, well, listen, we, we're kind of nearly coming to the end. We, let, let's give a plug, Colin. If people want to sponsor you... Yes. You're doing dry January. Yes. Could be doing dry February. Could be doing a dry life. 
Could be. The terror in your eyes, as that <laughs> is suggested. Uh, if people want to... Just remind us what the, where the money's going, and if they want to get in touch, how can they do that? Grove House um, Hospice in Hampton, yep. which supports the St. Thomas City Hospital, and also Keats... House, or Keats Hospice, which is in Hartmanden and Luton as well. Yep, and if people want to get in touch with you to... I'm doing half and half, so half goes to yeah. Grove House and half goes to Keats okay. Hospice. And if people want to sponsor you, how do they get in touch? Um, email me. Okay, do you want to give out your email address? Colin John Barfoot, B, so that's Colin, C-O-L-I-N, John J-O-H-N, yep. Barfoot, B-A-R, F for Freddie, O-O-T for Tommy, yep. at Outlook. Com. Okay, I'm gonna. I, I hope you understand why I'm gonna say no because I would. I would every week I would get people coming in tapping me up for a few quid, and I, you know. But I wish you the very, very best of luck with it. Uh, just remind us, you're looking for stories about Luton Town and World War One. Yes. And if people have got anything they want, if they send it to me, uh, ian.leabbc.co.uk, I will forward those on to Mrs. Fry. And the football club. And the football club as well. You want to, to celebrate them? The, I hate football. Are you a football <laughs> fan, Anissa? No. No. It's. I mean, I don't get the point of it. Colin, you like a bit of football, do you? Not really, never no. rugby. Ha- oh, I don't... Harvey? Yes. You're a football fan? Yes. Who I do you support? Liverpool. Uh, well, hang on a minute. You've lived in Luton and Milton. This is why I don't get about football. You've lived in Luton and Milton Keynes your whole life. It was John Barnes. It was, John Barnes, was it was it the rap in the song? <laughs> yeah, and the isotonic advert. That yeah. was that's what did it. Harvey, anything else you want to give us before we let you we kick you out into the cold? I'm promoting some shows in Milton Keynes. Oh, hello. Doing uh, Misha Paris. Oh. Uh, she was on Nick Coffer this week. Yeah, we like a bit of Misha Paris. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, Ian and Natalie from Strictly and John Christoph, who's local. Who's John Christoph? He's a chef, is he? Yeah. Hang on a second. What does what does a sh- what does a chef do in a show, Catherine? <laughs> well, Jean Christophe is a show all of himself. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh no. What he just cooks on stage, does he? Yeah, he will be cooking on stage with Nigel. He's uh, he's French. He does the French these, accent and everything. These chef shows are very popular, aren't they? Mm-hmm. They're, they're they're a big thing. I don't understand why someone would go and watch someone doing a bit of cooking. Uh, if people want to find out more about the shows, Harvey, l- yeah. get the plug in. Where do they go? Uh, Twitter.com forward slash audience with and Facebook.com forward slash audience with. Bless you. Bless you. Thank you. Uh, right, well, listen, it's very nice to meet you all. I wish you all the very best of luck in your endeavours. So nice for you to come in. Thank um, you. Get out. Okay. <laughs> get out. Uh, listen, you've been very, very kind. I appreciate it. Let's we'll stick around because we'll get some pictures and, and, and stuff done. Uh, right, that's it. 08459 455 555 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Normal services resume in a bit. Let's get the travel. Here's Sunny. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The cold and snowy weather is still causing delays on the M11 northbound. There are three mile queues now on the approach to Junction 8 for Stansted Airport because of some lorries and uh, that have got stuck in the snow and some accidents that have happened there. On the M25 anti-clockwise, it's looking very busy between Junction 17 for Maple Cross and 16 for the M40. And in Hemel Hempstead, looking at the speed sensors on the A41 southbound from the Hemel Hempstead turn off towards the M25 is looking very slow. On the a6 at Shanbrook is still partially blocked because of some lorries that have got stuck in the snow between Rushton and Bedford. That's now causing delays from the A45 at Chowns Mill. And the trains Thames Link say that although the problems are fixed at Farringdon with the flooding and signalling delays as a result, there may still be some delays between Bedford and Brighton, but no major problems are showing up on the speed on the speed centres on the public transport boards at the moment. Samantha Braff, BBC Three Counties Radio.
and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's eight o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, Thameslink trains back on track. Two more arrests after Bletchley stabbing and stop and search workshops in Luton. BBC Three Counties Radio. Thameslink services from Bedford and Luton are returning to normal today following the disruption caused by flooding in a tunnel in central London. All lines have reopened, but Network Rail say some delays and cancellations are still possible. Roger Perkins is from Govia Thameslink. Water has got into some of the axles and electrical components of some of the trains. Um, We're checking the entire fleet, um, and as a result of that, this morning, we... Um, have well, we haven't got our full fleet at hand, so we've got some trains that are running shorter than normal. Two more teenagers have been arrested in Milton Keynes following the stabbing of a boy in Bletchley on Tuesday afternoon. The pair aged 16 and 17 and both from Milton Keynes were arrested yesterday. A 17-year-old from Bletchley who was arrested on Wednesday has been released on bail. The 16-year-old victim, a sixth-form pupil at Lord Grey School, suffered two stab wounds but has been discharged from Milton Keynes Hospital. Workshops telling people about their rights if they're stopped and searched by the police have been launched in Luton. The monthly events are part of the Know Your Rights project, which is being backed by Bedfordshire Police. Yvonne Sinclair organises and runs the workshops. Things have happened. Some really tragic things have happened. But I think now that if the police are prepared to make significant changes, hold up their hand, make those changes and work with the community, I think that we can begin to turn it around. Do you think the police will do that? We've got some pretty good officers in terms of the community officers. I think it's doable if they can get everyone on board. Firefighters are calling for urgent meetings with the government and local authorities following a report into firefighter fatalities over the past 10 years. The report, commissioned by the FBU, includes the deaths of two firefighters at Harrow Court in Stevenage in 2005 and says training and risk management needs to improve. Events are taking place in London today to mark 50 years since the state funeral of Sir Winston Churchill. More from Elisanyevitska. Half a century on, politicians are coming together today to pay tribute to Sir Winston Churchill. This morning, the Houses of Parliament will host a remembrance service and a wreath-laying ceremony. Later, there's going to be a recreation of the flotilla which carried Churchill's coffin along the Thames with members of the family travelling on board the very vessel that was used 50 years ago. And finally, a special service will be held at Westminster Abbey, celebrating the man who's remembered as our greatest wartime leader. In sport, England's cricketers need 201 to beat India in Perth and qualify to face Australia in the Tri-Series final. Earlier, India were all out for 200 with three wickets for Watford's Steve Finn. And Watford travel to Championship leaders Bournemouth tonight. The Hornets are just four points behind the South Coast side. The weather bright and mainly dry this morning. Some light wintry showers later. A maximum temperature 7 degrees. Celsius, and you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Well, that was fun. Thank you to Harvey, Colin, Manissa, Mrs. Fry, Stella, Artois, Caffrey. They've gone, they've gone. 
I love it. I think we might be onto something here. Needs a bit more tinkering, but thank you everyone who turned up. Don't forget, if you've got a story about World War One in Luton or Luton Football Club, you can email me, ian.lee at bbc.co.uk, and I'll forward it all on to Mrs Fry. Right. On with the show. Trains, stop and search. Oh, and anything else you fancy, it's Friday for goodness sakes. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Ah, dear. I missed my opportunity. We were all busy uh, having uh, photos taken with all of those lovely people that popped in and I missed my uh, window of uh, weirtunity. That's normally when I have a little wee wee at eight o'clock. And, well, and uh, we can't put American Pie on now, no. so you're going to have to um, <laughs> we style it out, my Hey, friend. they were nice, weren't they? They were great. Those dogs um, were uh, in, uh, uh, enjoyed sniffing. Did they? I'm really glad I wasn't poor, in there. Poor Harvey. <laughs> he was the nearest one. He was the nearest one and he sat with his legs wide open. <laughs> what did he expect? <laughs> what did he expect? Uh, that was fun. It was really it needs, fun. It needs a little bit of tinkering. I get the thing is, I, I can be really cocky with people on the telephone. Easy. And I might be in a second. Uh, but face to face. Well done, Kels. Thank you for that. Face to face. I get a bit, um, uh, 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 a bit tongue-tied. Um, but we need to, because for, for those who uh, don't know how this works, Catherine was, was in a different studio. We need to make sure that you're in here. And I yeah. think maybe if you, if you get a hold of Justin's Woody. Oh, do you think he'll let me? Oh, he, he won't mind, will he? He won't mind. We'll sort it out. But it was good, wasn't it? It's not necessarily his, is it? It belongs to everybody. Yeah, I know, but he, he claims ownership of it. it. David's in Luton. Good morning, David. Good morning. What would you like to say, David? Well, it's Dignity Day today for care. For the and currently, and this has been going on for several years, it's currently a national, nationwide disgrace. And in many parts, a catastrophic failure. In, in, in what care? For, for the elderly? Yes. Yep. And the disabled. Yes. And nobody is listening. They, everyone refuses to listen. And what? if you try and say anything, you're shot down as, and told not to complain. Who tell? Sorry, David. I'm, I'm slightly uh, uh, coming into this conversation halfway through. Who, who's telling? Who's shot, shutting you down? Shutting you down and telling you not to complain? Well, central government and local governments. Right. Well, what what are you complaining about? What, have, what who have you complained to, and what are you complaining about? Well, I'm. And the complaint is to do with the standard. It's not the care workers, but it's the overall system. Yes. Of the system, and your, the complaints are simply not listened to. It's just just not listened but to. But what are the complaints? Well, uh, let's take some examples. Yes, please. Um, you, you phone up an office and say, please, we've got transport coming, and I have to have my uh, care worker here by no later than a certain time, and that uh, is, uh, many times is often forgotten and ju- or just ignored. And that's happened to you, is it, David? Oh, yes. It must be very frustrating. Pardon? It must be very frustrating. More than frustrating, it, 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 it unfortunately reverberates on me, and I had a... I am suffer with a very serious or acute a rare neurological problem, and it gives me minuscule strokes. Oh, dear, that sounds horrific. Uh, so your so your your problem is you're still at home, are you, David? And your carers uh, your carers come and visit you what three four times a day? Four 
four times a day. Four times a day. What, what kind of stuff do they help you with? Well, going to the toilet, washing, dressing, preparing my food, um, helping me to, to get to go to bed. Yeah. So you're, you're dependent on these people? Absolutely. They are a lifeline. We were talking about this yesterday, David, about how care for the elderly uh, in the three counties has been cut significantly over the last... Or that the money spent on it, sorry, has been cut significantly over the last ten years. Have, have you noticed that? Absolutely. Yeah? It's gone down vertically. Have you got anyone else that helps you, David? Well, <laughs> yes. I mean, I've got very good friends. Yeah. But I can't take advantage of their goodness and kindness. Uh, well, I, 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 I hear you, David. Having dealt with, um, with uh, care packages for a relative at home, I know how frustrating and uh, how, much, uh, how little time uh, gets uh, given to, um, to, to people who need it. And, um, well, I wish you the very best of, of, of luck, David. Thank you. Um, would you? We, we often have a, a lady on the show, we had her on yesterday, called Colette McKeveney, who is um, with Age Concern. That's Luton Age Concern, yes. Yeah. Would, would you like... Have you spoken to them? Yes, but uh, you just get a total negative response. From Age Concern? Yes, I'm afraid so. I'm sure Colette McKeveney would be horrified to hear that. I'm going to give her a ring for you. Have we got permission to pass on your details? Uh, well, yes, they, they know my details anyway. Oh. Are you a troublemaker, David? Pardon? Are you a troublemaker? No, I'm not. I'm certainly not. You sure? No, I'm not. David? I want a just and fair deal. OK, but, it's not, but it's, not, it's not Age Concern's fault, is it, about the care package? No, it's not. There's nothing to do with them. I tell you what, listen, would you mind, because Colette McKeveney is, is uh, I like to think of a friend of the show, and she's a good egg. Would you mind if Catherine put, gave Colette McKeveney your details, and maybe she could give you a little call or someone who she works with? Well, just to see if there's anything that they could do to make things a little bit easier. N- no, there's nothing they can do. Nothing. OK. Okay. Okay, David. Well, in that case, we won't we won't pass your details on. Uh, thank you for the offer. Thank you very much indeed. Well, it's five. It, it, the, the offer was there, and uh, the offer was rejected, which Fair is enough. entirely his his right to do well, so. Well, and also he's got his marbles. He knows what he's doing. Yep. But the offer's still open. David, thank you very much. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Now Thameslink should be back up to a full service this morning. Well, we heard already that actually it probably won't be a full service. There's going to be a few bits and pieces dragging on as they need to check some of their trains. It's a week after flooding stopped trains running through a tunnel in Clerkenwell. Not their fault. It's Thames Water's fault. Thames Water's fault. And the good news doesn't stop there, particularly if you've been unhappy about the frequency of delays and cancellations since Govia took over. A new compensation scheme is being brought in this weekend. The operator says it'll mean more generous refunds. Well, Anne Main is Conservative MP for St Albans and joins me now. Uh, and it, it sounds like good news. The, the refunds will be um, more generous than they have been. Well, it's a, it's a glimmer of hope in a very dark period, I think, is more than me being ecstatic about it all. Um, and I do hope that the compensation is delivered properly and on time, because I have had 
a series of complaints about the whole thing. And one of the things is haven't had my compensation tickets for um, people who are in touch to have them for season ticket holders for five months. So oh. let's, let's just hope. It's, it's welcome. It's welcome. I can't say I'm sounding <laughs> you grateful. You sound very dubious, Anne. <laughs> it's welcome. I mean, I, I, it was one of the things I raised on the, the meeting with the 20th and the Secretary of State and Charles Horton, who was the chief exec. You know, I said there's all sorts of issues to do with reliability, short-form trains and so on. But the absolute thorn in everyone's side is the levels of compensation um, being reduced compared with what they had under the previous package with First Capital Connect. So to see, see you're getting not only a worse service but a worse level of compensation, that really was galling. So I'm pleased that they have recognised that and at least brought the compensation package back to where it was so under who, First Capital Connect. So, so as I said, it's not a huge victory, but it's a little one. So it was... Because Govia have only been in control... Is this in September of last year? Yes. And, and so they changed the, the, uh, the refund package um, before. They made it worse, did they? That's right. Why did they do that? That does seem a little bit mean-spirited. Well, I don't know why a lot of the things have got worse, and, I, and they didn't actually answer why he didn't, the chief exec didn't say that. And I am seeing him again on the 4th of this month with um, Claire Perry, who's the Minister for Transport, um, because we've got to keep the pressure off on this. Uh, and I'm pleased they've recognised giving a, a, you know, a better package is, is good, but it's not better than they had before in terms of under FCC. I don't know why they reduced it. I had so many complaints. It wasn't one I pursued at the time. I just wanted it reinstated, and it is. We've heard, we've, we've talked about Thames, Link and Govia a lot on here since they took over. Lots of people saying the service has got significantly worse. Their justification is um, they, it's going to get better, but they need to train new drivers, and it takes a substantial amount of time to train new drivers. Do you buy that? Well, that, that's, that's factually correct, but they inherited the system of being short of drivers under First Capital Connect. They had exactly the same issues um, to do with that. Uh, they said they had, they had a worse, this was the expression given, explanation given at the meeting, they had a worse level of sickness and sort of people going off sick than they anticipated, and that they're managing that now and working through it. So... I don't know what, what was happening before, but obviously there was some issue there. And they said they had people leave, which they weren't expecting. So they inherited a level of drivers they thought they were going to maintain, but then people left. I don't know is the answer, but what I do know is that when people were being having problems under the previous franchise, at least they had a better level of communication under their app and their website to know that there were going to be issues. And they didn't turn up at stations to just hang around and not know what was going on. And he did recognise that. So I can't dispute the fact they did have less drivers, or fewer drivers, but than they anticipated. But why was their communication with the public so poor? I have to say, and I'm going to encourage this over, your, with your, over the radio with you, yep. they are having Meet the Manager sessions, and uh, the next Meet the Manager session should be very interesting. Uh, it's going to be at Farringdon, which, of course, where the flooding's been. Oh, brilliant. On the 5th of February, between 7.30 and 9.30 in the morning. Um, so I would urge people to go along and give their complaints, because I'm keeping a log of all the complaints, and they are legion, and meet with the, the team and give their views, and we will be having one at St Albans, but I haven't been given a date for that yet. But this communication seems to be part of it. Numerous people have said, OK, I accept issues with drivers, etc., but why can't you let me know about it? Under the previous franchise, we used to have a better communication. 
and he promises me there will be improvements in the communication. And the other thing, people have said staff are rude and unhelpful. Now, I'm only repeating what I'm reading from the emails, because I'm not there to, to say on the time, but it's been a recurrent theme. And so now he said they're going to have iPads made available to forward-facing staff, for you and me, that's the people we might talk to, I suppose, yeah. to keep them better informed and allow them to give better advice. Because people have said, I'm asking people what's going on, I'm asking members of the staff, and I just get the no, the no, mate. Can I you put know. a suggestion to you, Anne? Yes. Um, are you aware of Roger Perkins from Govia? Yes. Um, how <laughs> ab- <laughs> Why don't um, you, Roger, me and Catherine all go out for a coffee... Mm-hmm. and have a chat. Would you be up for that? I'm happy to be up for that. Who's absolutely. buying? Hang on. Who's buying? Do you know what? I'll, I'll dip my hands in my pocket. I've got, I've got, a, I've got a free one coming on my Costa card. Excellent. Oh, good. Def- oh, just for you then. Uh, yeah, I'll be, <laughs> I'll be buying. Okay. Uh, let, let's, let, uh, Roger's not here to say whether he would be up for that or not, but I, I suggest that we all go out for coffee. We, we, Catherine and I will bring a microphone and we have a chat and you can put your uh, worries to him and he can put his defences to you. Would, would you be up for that, Anne? I am certainly up for that. And can I just put in about the flooding which you started with? Oh, yeah, go on. Um, there is, of course, a squabble between whether it's network rails fault for because this problem was identified in 2007 oh. surface water drainage um, having difficulty getting away due to clearance of pipes and of course now we're having the tip tap between the pair of them yep. whether it's thames water's lack of maintenance or or network rails lack of maintenance so can they get together can you get them together and sort that out <laughs> i'm not buying them a coffee <laughs> another coffee and listen it's nice to talk to you we will we will sort that out and if i've put you on the spot you can always back out of it and i won't say well i think i won't think badly of you at all but i think that'll be a, a good thing to do we get her and roger together yeah and roger's usually quite forthcoming i don't see why he wouldn't nope okay excellent stuff and main conservative mp for st albans thank you very much Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The A6 between Bedford and between Rushton is still partially blocked because of some lorries that have got stuck in the ice and snow in the road. And that's causing delays now from the A45 Chowns Mill. On the A... On the A421 Great Barford Bypass at Roxton, there are queues between and around the Black Cat Roundabout, and it's also reported to be quite icy and snowy around there too. On the motorways, the M11 northbound, there are still three-mile queues on the approach to Junction 8 for Stansted Airport, and because of the snow and ice on the road, the exit slip road's closed. There is still access to the airport via the roundabout, though. The A1M southbound's very slow around Junction 7 for Stevenage, and looking at the speed sensors on the M1 southbound, it's looking quite busy around Junction 10 for Luton Airport Spur Road to Junction 9 for Redbourne. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much. 8.17, it's Friday the 30th of January. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Thameslink services from Bedford and Luton are returning to normal today following the disruption caused by flooding in a tunnel in central London. Two more teenagers have been arrested in Milton Keynes following the stabbing of a boy in Bletchley on Tuesday afternoon and workshops telling people about their rights if they're stopped and searched by the police have been launched in Luton. BBC Three Counties Radio. Jonathan Vernon-Smith. It's freezing in here. Are you not cold? You're uh, never cold. A, it's not, and B, no. I, 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 whenever I go into a studio, this hasn't got a thermostat, but I always put it onto the coldest it can be. It keeps me alert. Oh, it's horrible in here. It's like a, it's like a butcher's fridge. Oh, go away then! Oh. Sorry, that, that was unnecessary. I've been, that, been that, a stressful That came from somewhere, that didn't it? That shouldn't have... That, that belongs indoors. <laughs> 
Uh, what's on your show this morning? Coming up, well, talking of butchers' fridges, uh, from nine this morning, I'm going to be asking, is it time we banned the slaughter of animals that haven't been stunned? You've seen this oh. on the front pages of... Uh, oh, I missed this it's, one. It's on, on the front page of the Times today. The number of animals in the UK being killed in abattoirs without being stunned first has increased by 60% oh, dear. in the last year. Traditional Islamic and Jewish slaughter methods dictate animals must be conscious when their throats are cut. But this can mean that cattle take as long as two minutes to die. Gulp. The British Veterinary Association says cutting animals' throats without stunning them first unnecessarily compromises animal welfare at the time of death, and they want it banned in the UK. They're gathering support for this too. An online petition to ban non-stun slaughter has now received more than 100,000 signatures online. But will you be adding your signature to that list? From nine this morning, I want your reaction to this. Is it time we banned the slaughter of animals that haven't been stunned? 08459 455 555. That's my number. Three Counties Sport. Tonight from seven, Watford are away to Bournemouth. And you can't have much better preparation than scoring seven in your last game, can you? And it's a goal! It's another goal for Odion Especially after going 2-0 down to the league's bottom club. Stephen Davis doubles Blackpool's lead. That was quite a turnaround in the second half. But that was Blackpool. And Bournemouth are a much better side. Top of the table, so this is going to be a lot tougher. One of the most important uh, months in in championship is January. And you can hear how the Hornets get on in Three Counties Sport. Tonight from 7 here on BBC Three Counties Radio. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Ah, dearie, dearie me. Well, kind of, uh, it's been a very odd show. The Friday shows are, are degenerating. And I, I mean that In a as, good a, way. It, as a positive. Definitely, they're becoming completely ramshackle, very random. Um, and uh, I enjoy that. Mm-hmm. Well done for uh, herding all of those guests, Kelly. You were guest herder and you did a brilliant job. Thanks, ma'am. You're welcome, man. Do you, do you smell of dog a bit now? No, I've washed a bit. <laughs> oh, uh, I'm not a fan of dogs, but those dogs were beautiful, weren't they? They were cute. They I've well... done a little video in slow motion. It's on Facebook. Oh, that's romantic. Thanks. They were very well-behaved dogs. Although, I don't know if Harvey would agree with that. <laughs> I couldn't see what was going on under the desk. He was scared. <laughs> was, well, the dog kept sniffing his, his doodars. That's what dogs do. Got a pick do- of that. <laughs> No, you haven't. I have. Oh, no. I've... <laughs> Thank you very much indeed. Now, we'll take your calls in a bit on to slightly more serious things. Are those two um, uh, cackle themselves to death next door. Black and Asian people are disproportionately more likely to be stopped and searched by police. That's according to a report released a couple of years ago by the Equality and Human Rights Commission. The government brought in new guidelines for officers as a result and is now keen to make sure people know their rights if and when it happens to them. Well, Tahir Gulam Hussain is a community engagement coordinator of the charity Stop Watch who let people know what their rights are. Morning, Tahir. Good morning. Now, we know that uh, black men are disproportionately stopped and searched. Do we know why? Um... Well, there, there may be lots of reasons, and um, there's lots of academic research on it. Um, but the the uh, the key, I mean, there are a lot. There's a lot of, of opinions on this. Um, for for example, what's what's your opinion well, on it? We don't have a fixed opinion on this on the question of why. What we can say is that um, there are suggestions that there's racial profiling, 
Yeah. There are ideas that um, um, that uh, black black men are more of a threat. Sometimes it's suggested. So instead of just talking to them, a search is proceeded to. So there's a perception on the part of officers. Um, in addition, um, there's this idea that black people carry drugs, and drugs is a major driving force in in stop and search. So nationally, for the financial year 2012 to 13. Government statistics say that over half of shopping searches were for drugs. But that's that. But you're not arguing with shopping people for drugs. That's 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 got to be a good thing, isn't it? No, we're not. We're not suggesting it is or it isn't. What we're saying is that it, it's the idea that that's the same thing as violence, uh, offensive weapons, firearms, which is um, which is much less. Stop and search for that is much less. I can give you some stats for Bedfordshire if you want. Yeah, go on. So. Um, under on, for the financial year 2012 to 13, which is official government statistics, yeah. under pace and other legislation, which is most stop and search, there was over 8,000 stop and searches. Only nine percent led to an arrest. So they, you know, um, but still good that we got that nine percent. I mean, there, there is an argument if if, if we hadn't stopped and searched, then nine percent might have got off scot free. Yeah, I mean, a lot of academic research suggests, and a lot of. Um, um, different research from our, our end suggests that it isn't an effective disruptor. Uh, it got nine percent of people. Crime. So, not, there's, there's some research that says that 0.02 percent um, of disruptible crime is disrupted by stop and search, if any. I don't. I don't I have no idea what that means. But we got nine percent of people in that. That's got to be good, isn't it? Um. So, I mean, it, may, it? It, it may be argued, but to go further. In terms of disproportionality, but but, but just but, but hang on, but if, if you've got nine percent people through stop and search, it's not a great yeah. hit rate, but it's better than nothing, isn't it? <clears throat> I think, I mean, I think the key thing about that, and I think with um, stop and search, you know, um, leading to an arrest, is um, what was the arrest for? Was it linked to the reason for the search? We don't. Well, know it, it doesn't matter if that if that if that stop and hello if that stop and search uh, resulted in an arrest, then obviously yeah. that person was a dodgepot and they deserve to be arrested, didn't they? And that's got yeah, to be a good thing. Um, we don't at the moment have statistics for how many um, of those arrests resulted in a criminal justice outcome, i.e., the courts upholding a conviction. Ah, so the figures um, are meaningless. So what, then. The interesting thing about arrests is that a lot of arrests, it's suspected, arise out of. Um, someone being upset about the nature of the stop and search so um and we don't have statistics for that and part of the best use of stop and search scheme which has been introduced by the home secretary is to try and find out whether the outcome the arrest itself was linked to the actual reason that the officer searched because if the reason that an officer searched was for drugs say um for knives sorry and then the actual outcome was that they they actually found um they found nothing, but they arrested them because they thought that they were, they were being uncivil. Right. And they found an offence to match that. That would, that would concern yeah, us. What is wrong with a copper? If a copper stops and searches you, yeah. what's wrong with just going, all right then, this is frustrating, this will stop me for 20 minutes, but go on then. Sure, sure. What's wrong no, with I that? It's a highly invasive thing, so just to suggest to you the law's position on it. Well, no, but I'm just it, asking, it, what's, it, what's, it, what's wrong with, with Tahir, what's wrong with being stopped yeah. and searched? Well, yeah. So I'll just tell I'll tell you the law's position on it in terms of what's wrong. I don't really know. Have a reason to stop and search someone? Yeah. And you don't have grounds. The, the stop and search is unlawful, and it's a criminal offence. And what that means is that you've actually 
assaulted someone and you falsely imprisoned them. Those are serious things. We take those seriously. And if I a copper sto- if a copper says it's like, "I'm going to stop you now, sir. I want to search you," you go, "Yeah, all right. I've got nothing to hide. I'm not carrying any drugs or any weapons. It's good. Sure, it's a pain yeah. in the bum, but go on then." Yeah, no, I, I understand what you're saying. I mean, what I'm saying is that it can be a highly invasive pre- procedure. Because you can go all the way to a strip search. So someone can take... Well, you. Tahir, Tahir, come on, mate. You, you, I'm not letting you have that one. That's a yellow card. They're not go- how, how many of these stop and searches are strip searches? They're not going to do that outside a nightclub, are they? They want you to empty sure, out your sure. pockets. Where have no, you been? Where are you going? Well, what, all right, I'll tell you. Well, what we'd say to you is that in our cases of people being taken into the back of police and being strip searched... Yeah, but Tahir, we're not, you, Tahir, you know we're not talking about that, mate. We're talking about someone coming out of a nightclub, someone walking down the street, the, the cops pull over and say, right, where have you been? Where are you going? Let's have a look in your pockets. Well, well, what we're talking about is the power of stop and search, and that covers a whole range of issues. But what I am going to say to you is this, that disorder in Britain um, and the rights, and part of why the Home Secretary is being concerned, is that the rights have the rights opened up a debate about this issue. And um, because a lot, of, a lot of research by the Rights and Communities Victims Panel said that stop and search was a major factor as to why people were upset. This was people who had no criminal record and um, who were still upset um, okay. about policing. And I'll just give you a quote from the Home Secretary herself. Very, very quickly, if you can, The Home Secretary cause... said, it's a waste of police time. It's unfair, especially to young black men. When okay. stop and search is misapplied, it's bad for public confidence in the police. OK, Tahir, listen, I'm going to end it there. Tahir Gulamassane is uh, Community Engagement Coordinator of the charity Stopwatch. Steve's in Hitchin. Morning, Steve. Morning, Ian. Um, I'm pretty sure the police have got pre- uh, racial profiling statistics, but I don't think they've got the bottle to actually produce it and publish it. If, for argument's sake, 80% of white people that are stopped turn out to be criminals, then they should target white people more if people from scotland are or whatever whatever race color whatever it is they should do the profiling and clamp down heavily on it and publish the reasons why it not pussyfoot around and just say oh it's random because then certain racial people start moaning that they're picked on without any facts produced steve thank you for your call Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. There are queues on the A6 in both directions between Charns Mill and Bedford because of some lorries that have got stuck in the snow at Sharnbrook. In High Wycombe on the A40 Westwickham Road, it's very slow because it's been partially blocked by a breakdown just after Chapel Lane. And coming into Hitchin on the A505 Mormead Hill, there are long delays on all the approaches actually around Perton Road and Rotten Road West, according to Barry who called in to say it's very slow around there by the Highlander pub. And the A602 in Stevenage, that's very slow in both directions between the A1M Junction 8 and Whitehall Road through the roadworks. On the motorways, there are still three-mile queues approaching Junction 8 for Stansted Airport because of the snow and ice there that's making cars get stuck in it. And on the M25 anti-clockwise, it's very busy around Junction 16 for the M40. On the trains, Thameslink services are back to normal, running a regular service again. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio.
It's 8.30, I'm Simon Oxley. St Albans MP Anne Main is calling for an end to squabbling between Network Rail and Thames Water over delays on Thameslink trains. Services from Bedford and Luton are returning to normal today following the week-long disruption caused by flooding in a tunnel in central London. Two more teenagers have been arrested in Milton Keynes following the stabbing of a boy in Bletchley on Tuesday afternoon and workshops telling people about their rights if they're stopped and searched by the police have been launched in Luton. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Watford travel to Championship leaders Bournemouth tonight. Slavisa Jokanovic's Hornets are just four points behind the South Coast side. They know exactly what uh, they must to do. It's uh, independent if somebody play at the beginning. They, they normally don't change so much, but if they make some change, they have clear plan what they're going to do. If we are really ready for uh, for be solidarity in the game, we can win. And there's full commentary on Watford at Bournemouth on tonight's Three Counties Sport from seven. Tomorrow, Milton Keynes-Dons go to Crewe in League One with the Delhi Ali transfer saga still going on. Newcastle are favourites to sign him, but Aston Villa are reportedly making an 11th hour bid. In League Two, leaders Wickham host Portsmouth, Luton host Cambridge, Hatters manager John Still is waiting for news on former England striker Andy Johnson. We are really waiting for Andrew to come to us. He's the one that has to decide if he wants to play. And it isn't about wanting to play, it's about wanting to play with an energy, a drive, an enthusiasm to, to help get this, this club promoted. And Andrew, on his comeback, he said at the moment he wasn't sure that playing was what he wanted to do. And Stevenage returned to Oxford with manager Graham Westley focusing on the state of the pitch. The pitch has been difficult. That's there for all to see. And, you know, anyone who knows our pitch over the years knows that once that water gets in, it's very difficult to, to see it drain and, and see it improve. So uh, it's, it's bound to be difficult, I think, for the remainder of the season. And, you know, the beauty of that is that we know that surface. We know how to play it. We know how it works. We know the areas of the pitch to play. England's cricketers need 201 to beat India in Perth and qualify to face Australia in the Tri-Series final. A short while ago, they were 35 for one from 10 overs. Earlier, India were all out for 200 with three wickets for Watford's Steve Finn. And at the Australian Open tennis, number one seed Novak Djokovic faces defending champion Stan Wawrinka this morning for the right to meet Andy Murray in Sunday's final. BBC Three Counties News and Sports, the next full bulletin is at nine. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. I was um, a little bit disappointed, Mr Agullah Hussain, from the uh, the stopwatch thing, because there, there is, and I've, I've got a, a, a text, uh, a tweet here. Uh, Ian, you have no idea about stop and search as a white man. You've been very blasé about it because of your privilege. I think Jason means uh, blasé. Uh, there is a good argument um, for uh, uh, th- th- for what is being said about you know that it is, is it perhaps racist that more black people are, and Asian people are being stopped and searched than white people, but that fella didn't have it. That fella didn't have the argument. And I'm sorry you, if you're going to come on, I'm I'm going to have to challenge you a bit to get to the to get to the, the meat. And he wasn't giving me the meat. He, he he proffered the two veg, but there was no meat. And I thought his argument was was quite poor. If you think you can do better, oh uh, eight four five nine four double five five double five. I put this to you, and I'm not saying this as though it's necessarily my point of view. Okay, bear that in mind. What's wrong with stop and search? Let me put that out there. 08459 555. We've got a texter on this. Unfortunately, no name. It says, if you get stopped over and yeah. over again, of course you're going to get angry. Yeah. Talk to us about it. Give us a shout. Um, we've also got this through from Pat and Houghton Regis. People moan Give about... Give us a shout. Yeah. Ah! Whisper, shout. Okay. But you do, without the whisper, it just sounds... I say, give me a shout, though. 
I know you do. And we, need to, we need to talk about that. You speak um, in too young a, a, a lingo for a woman of your um, rapidly advancing Younger than you. age. Well, you I'm, say wowzers, so... Yeah, exactly. I'm, 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 I'm ironic and postmodern. Very good, oh. listen. Oh, stop it. Sorry? Stop it. I got beef with Boyle. Boyle's beef. Leave my beef. Well, it's back to that picture. People moan about not seeing the police. (laughs) Shut up. People moan about... This is a serious point from Pat and Houghton. Sorry, Pat. Can everyone pay attention? Yes, Pat. Stop laughing. 08459 555. Is laughing the same as laugh? Oh, shut up. Shut up. This is getting getting tribunal territory. I'm confused. Dot com. Other price comparison sites are available. Kelly, calm down. I'm not Scouse. Calm down. I'm not Scouse. Calm down. I'm not Scouse. Calm down. (laughs) Just do the text from Pat. Come on, guys. Otherwise, I'm going to rip my clothes off and run around naked. Okay, text from Pat. People moan about not seeing the police as much as they would like on our streets, and then when they try to do their job, some communities rise up in an attempt to get them sacked, suspended or otherwise. If you have nothing to hide, you should be prepared to be searched in a time where guns and knives are carried around more in some cultures than others. But then, as Jason says, you've got no idea about stop and search as a white man. And I have been... um, I got uh, uh, pulled off by a police officer once... When we were driving along a road, it was in Kentish Town. Okay, so asking for it. Well, <laughs> we were driving and we got pulled over, um, and they uh, had a good look in the car. Not good enough. <laughs> I've been pulled over a few times as well. And I think I've been stopped and searched in the street once. Whereas I've never been stopped or searched, despite my best efforts. <laughs> <laughs> I've now been he's not taking it seriously. Frisked several times. Oh, I've been frisked. That doesn't count, does it? You, you know you can ask Justin to stop doing that. That is not a require. He is not security here. Oh. Whatever he says. Oh, okay. But back to the serious point. Yeah. No phone calls, by the way, guys. What's your beef? Oh, oh, I had one. She doesn't want to come on. Her well, name's Susan. That's not a phone call, then. She says that she saw the explosion at 4.30 this morning. Oh, we're Medford. back to... Well, what? Hardington Road, she saw it. It was like fork lightning. Fork lightning! 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 So that's that. So that made you laugh, is it, Ian? Is it? <laughs> Done a little bit of production there. Did you? I thought lightning, lightning, lightning. It's like the film Grease. Yeah, I get it. And the song Fork Lightning yep. from Fork. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, we, we've got literally no calls for the next 24 minutes. I've got someone I can ring. I'll do it now. Yeah, is it your um, daughter? Is it yeah. Litlin? Get Litlin on. Get Litlin. Hi. <laughs> She's busy. Just dialing the number. Ends in 069. That's you. Shh. You're getting a call. That's you. You could be, you could be the lucky winner of a million pounds. One million pounds. You don't know what this is. This could be a very serious phone call. I bet it's not. It It is, actually. Oh. Oh. Hello, Amanda. Oh, it's Amanda. Hello, it's Catherine here from BBC Three Counties. Hello. You sound very distant. Have you got a landline I could Mm. ring you on? Or are you on a... Hang on. Here we go. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'll give you a ring right back. Thank you. You said she sounded. Hope you're listening. You said she sounded distant. You've got massive echo on your voice. Why are you phoning her from down a hole? Kath, get out the hole. Do you need a hand? Let me. Kath, do you hand? Shall I get you out? Hi, I'm going to put you through now, Amanda. Thank you. It's Amanda on line one. Oh, thanks very much. Morning, Amanda. Morning, Ian. You, you could... Can you talk for 23 minutes? 
I could possibly talk for hours and hours and hours. Oh, baby, I love you. I love you, Amanda. <laughs> oh, I love you too. Thank you so much what? for putting me on. Now, you know what Amanda's here for? She's the lady from Twitter that that nice um, vicar that used to be in the communards recommended. Oh, Amanda, 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 yes. We <laughs> yes. Were, you were uh, tweeting, um, uh, well, did, tell us what you were tweeting yesterday. Um, 17 years ago, I was hopeless. I was living on the streets and I was sleeping rough um, outside the Piccadilly Theatre uh, near Leicester Square. Oh, blimey. I had, yeah. Can I, I ask, why did, you, why did you choose there? Did you just happen to be there? Or, or it, that's where you ended up? I ended up in London. I ended yeah. up with nowhere to stay. Yeah. I'd, um, I had nobody and I didn't know where to go or what to do. And so I was basically wandering around shivering under my coat. And um, two, there were two homeless guys who basically took me under their wing. And um, they... They had been sleeping rough on the streets for a long time, and they said to me, because I was only young, I was 16, they were like, you can't sleep in certain places because you'll get attacked. And they basically let me, because there was a group of about three of us, and we all slept in the same place. And they basically took me under their wing, um, and they really... They, they were messed up. They had very, they had mental health problems. They were ill. They were, you know, and they were, it was a horrible situation. I'm yeah. not going to romanticise no, it. No, of course not. It was a horrible situation, but they did try and look out for me because they kind of felt like a brotherly love for <laughs> for me. Yeah. I, I'll never forget that. And they were, they were significantly older than you, were they? Yeah, yeah. they were in their late 30s okay. and 40s. I mean, they, uh, and they, they were really kind to me. You know, they gave me a, a sleeping bag because I didn't even have that, you know. <laughs> they gave me a sleeping bag and they basically kind of taught me how to survive. Yeah. Um, so, basically, we slept uh, in and around there and... Um, uh, it, like I say, it was a horrible situation. But they, um, yeah, so I slept around there and they helped me out. And unfortunately, I was reduced to begging for money to buy food. Yeah. And it's a hor- <laughs> And again, I can't stress this enough. Nobody does this out of choice. The first time that you, you, you realised you were going to have to beg, yeah. how did you feel? Horrible. It was shameful. Yeah. It was. It was so shameful because I'm quite, you know, I didn't have a drug problem. I wasn't a drinker. This isn't, you know, this wasn't me being, it was just a horrible situation. Without giving away anything you don't want to give away, and if I ask something, Amanda, that is inappropriate, tell me to jog on. As a 16-year-old girl, how did did it all go so wrong? I've suffered from depression for years, um, and I suffered, you know, and um, I was actually from Burnley originally um, in Lancashire, um, there was an incident that happened um, when I was 15 um, with an ex that I'd rather not. No, no of course, <laughs> yeah. But you just felt it. you couldn't stay there any longer. I couldn't stay there any to get longer. Away. Okay. And I thought I had some, uh, somewhere to stay in London. And when I got there, I didn't. Oh. And so I was just like, oh, OK. But I, did, I didn't feel like I could go back home. Because, you know, it was I was running away from this situation yeah. that was horrific. And 
yeah. So I, you ended up okay. So you ended up in uh, homeless in London. You ended up begging. You got these two fellas who have got their own issues. Let's say yeah. were kind of took you under their wing. Well, yeah. How long did that last for? I was there about three months. So, yeah, from in, it was actually 17 years ago, about now, it's in January. Oh, February. man, so freezing as well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so cold. How did you, OK, well, so you're there for three months. Uh, yeah. How did you get out of it? Well, I was sleeping outside the Piccadilly Theatre, and this couple um, passed me by, and they stopped and talked to me because they couldn't understand why I was there because I didn't look like I had a drug problem because even though I was homeless and back then in London you could still go into a train station and have a shower because um, I know at Victoria you could do it yeah. and so um, that's what I did so I always kept, tried to keep myself clean um, and um, so they couldn't understand why I was there because I didn't look like a drug addict so I was clean I was you know polite and I wasn't I, was, I didn't look like your typical homeless yeah. person because yeah. I still wanted to try and keep some dignity because I still believed I could get off the streets. And I just didn't want to be there, obviously. But um, So they stopped and they talked to me and they were asking me questions, asking me why I was there. And then they did the most amazing thing. They said to me, please, can you come with us and come and stay with us? Gosh. They didn't know me from Adam. They, all they had to come on was what I had told them, and they asked me if I could, if they could please let give me a roof over my head and let me stay there and let them help me. They wanted to help me get off, back on my feet. Now, you said they didn't know you from Adam, and you could have been a knife-wielding maniac. Well, it, it could have gone the other way. Were you not nervous? Because they could have, you know, they could have... Um, they could have done, yeah. Not as um, themselves. We, again, without going into details, I had had bad experiences with other people. Yeah. But when you've got nothing, you've got... Desperate. Uh, you're desperate. And, you know, this uh, is an opportunity that... I, I, you kind of... When, when you're always on guard, you kind of pick up on things where yeah. people seem nice. Amanda, listen, I've got to do a little bit of business and, and the travel and stuff. Are you OK to stick around for a couple of minutes? Yeah. Because I'm desperate. I know that there is a reason why you're doing this, and I'm, I'm desperate to find the end of the story. This is incredible. Well remembered, Catherine. We, we were all having a little bit of a Twitter banter yesterday with Amanda. Uh, right, stay there, Amanda. We'll come back to you in a second. Let's get the travel. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. There are still three-mile queues on the M11 northbound approaching Junction 8 for Stansted Airport because of the ice and snow there, and it's closed the exit slip road there to Stansted Airport, but you can still get in Stansted Airport through the uh, roundabout, but it is very, very busy in the area. Also very busy on the A120 westbound from Stansted Airport to the M11 Junction 8. On the A1M northbound, it's looking very slow on the speed sensors at Junction 6 for Welling Garden City. And looking at the A6 in both directions, there are still long queues with it being partially blocked uh, between Bedford Road at Rushton and Shakespeare Road at Bedford. Those queues are reaching Chowns Mill. On the A1 southbound, there are queues between the Kimbolton Turnoff and the Black Hat Roundabout. And in Stevenage on the A602, that's looking very busy in both directions between the A1M Junction 8 and Whitehall Road because of the roadworks there. On the trains, Thameslink services are back to normal again after the problems at Farringdon earlier this week, but the Metropolitan Line has minor delays between Watford and Harrow on the Hill. Samantha Braff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Samantha. Thank you, Samantha. 
8.45. It's Friday the 30th of January. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Thameslink services from Bedford and Luton are returning to normal today following the disruption caused by flooding in a tunnel in central London. Two more teenagers have been arrested in Milton Keynes following the stabbing of a boy in Bletchley on Tuesday. And workshops telling people about their rights if they're stopped and searched by the police have been launched in London. Uh, Luton, sorry. We'll get the latest uh, weather now from Elena. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Ian, good morning. The rest of the day looks to be mainly dry. One or two wintry showers pushing across. We've got some cloud around at the moment, but that will thin and break. There'll be some brightness, some sunshine, but a cold feel to the day and a brisk northwesterly wind. Highs of five Celsius will feel closer to freezing given the wind chill. A few clear spells around tonight, and that will allow temperatures to drop back down to freezing. Could see perhaps a few icy stretches on untreated surfaces, and then later in the night, looks like we'll see some wintry showers pushing their way across. So once again, it's a mixture of sleet and rain, but also a little bit of snow, especially over higher ground, although accumulations are not expected to amount to very much. For tomorrow, there'll be some wintry showers for a time through the morning. It looks like most of those will push through, so there'll be a little bit more in the way of sunshine through the afternoon, but we pick up a strong northerly wind tomorrow. It's going to feel bitterly cold. Highs of four or five Celsius will feel like sub-zero given the wind chill. And more of the same on Sunday, mainly dry, some brightness, some sunshine, but bitterly cold in the wind. Just a small chance that we could see a few snow showers later on Sunday and into Monday. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Right. So, just remind us, Catherine, we're talking to Amanda. Remind us how we met Amanda. How did, you, how did we get in touch we with her? We got copied into a tweet. Um, it was by a chap called uh, Anthony Lingham. Yep. He was looking at a conversation between Amanda and the Reverend Richard Coles, who's the cha- chap who is now um, a vicar and used to be in the Communards. Yeah, he does stuff on Radio 4. We, we like him. He's really entertaining. He's so I follow him. And um, but also Anthony Lingham follows us. So they, he kind of so joined we, us we up. So we got in touch. So this, I uh, saw this... Amanda was looking for this couple. Yeah. So just the story, Amanda, so far is uh, you're homeless. You've been homeless for three months, you're 16 years old, you're, living, you're sleeping outside the Piccadilly Theatre in London uh, and a couple come up to you and listen to your story and invite you back home with them. Yes. And, yeah, they basically opened their home to me and I, I swear, I, I've never forgotten their kindness. Um, and so you they, just went home with them that night? That, what, you, that, yeah. you all jumped on a train and, and went yeah, back to their house? Yeah, they lived in Abbots Langley near Balmoral Road 17 years ago. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if they still live there. Unfortunately, I, don't, I wish I could remember their name, but obviously, you know, at that time, there was so much going on. I'm lucky I can remember my own name. Yeah. It, it's, I, I've, and I lost touch with them because basically what happened was they... they tried to help me with my CV, they they basically fed me, gave me a roof over my head, offered me encouragement. They were amazing. The, the, the level of kindness, I, I it stuck with me so much. I've tried so hard. So even though I can't remember their names, to at least honour them and try and help other people like they do, because they... They were just amazing. Um, right, let's try and work out some bits and pieces. And let's yeah. try and so we can piece it. So they lived in Abbots Langley, near, was it Balmoral Road, did you say? Yes. How long did you stay with them for? About two, three weeks, okay. I think it was. And it might have been longer. I mean, my, my time frames aren't yeah. the best at that time, like I say. Obviously. Well, no, it sounds like a very confusing emotional time. It was 17 years ago. So what age were they? 
I think they were in their mid-thirties. Right. Yeah, I remember mid-thirties. It was a lovely couple. Uh, they both worked in um, London. They had jobs in London during the week. Any idea what they did? Do you remember what they did? <sighs> no, <laughs> it was something in business. Right, um, okay. Yeah. I'm not, um, I'm, I'm not asking this to catch you out. And no, I, you I know. know uh, it's I know. just I'm trying um, to... Uh... Yeah, because uh, he did show me his CV and I'm just... It's funny, isn't it, how little things can trigger other little things. Um, he did show me a CV to look, so he could teach me how to set out mine. And I know he did, uh, it was a lot of business stuff. It was, um, he was like a man, he had managerial roles. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so he was, um, he was very educated. And you don't remember their first names at all? I don't remember their names at all, and it's such an insult to them. No, 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 it's, I'm were, sure they wouldn't say it. I'm, I'm wondering, and this is probably what a lot of people are wondering, were they sort of Christians? Were they from a particular church, do you think? I don't think they went to church. I, I don't remember. I mean, they never mentioned anything religious to me. They they, they just wanted to help me. Were they uh, black? Were they white? They were white. You remember so, that bit? OK, yeah, we've, we've yeah. got that. OK. Yeah. Um, and is there anything about their house that you remember? Maybe like a knick-knack or something that, you, you, that kind of caught your attention when you was in there? Or how the bedroom was decorated? They, it, was, it was a lovely two-bedroom flat. Um, they had it. It was all decorated in neutral tones and the most comfortable bed I've ever slept in. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, okay. They, it was a ground floor flat in yeah. like a masonette type place. Yeah. So, you know, so it, was, it wasn't like a big block of flats. It was a nice, like, um, yellow brick, like a new build. And it was in Albert Sanguine. I think you had to go down like a little ginnel to get there. Uh, like a little like side um, yeah. back street thing, but um, and there was a space outside for a car if I remember right. Whereabouts are you based now, Amanda? I'm in London. I'm in Newington Green now. Oh, oh, it's nice there, isn't it? It is. I've lived here ten years, and it's changed a lot since I've lived here. So um, yeah. And your um, life's moved on quite a bit, hasn't it? Yeah, I mean, I've got um, I've got a thirteen-year-old son now. Hey, fantastic! Uh, yeah, and he's lovely. He's a pain in the neck. Yeah, of course. <laughs> he made me laugh earlier today when when you were talking about um, you being thirteen and naughty, and it was like, see, it wasn't just me. Good for, <laughs> good for him, and I encourage carry on being naughty, young man. You could yeah, end up cool. You cannot oh. influence him. <laughs> <laughs> he's out of your grip. <laughs> and so, why do you want to? Why do you want to? So, and, and so basically, your, your life is your, your your life is a lot more settled now, and you're, yeah, you, you, I, you know, you're I've happy. Got, I, I am happy. Um, I've got great friends. I mean, I've got a job that I love, and it's they've never been far from my mind. And for for years, I've always thought maybe they just didn't want to be found. Maybe they just wanted to, you know, and. But, and especially when I was younger, I felt a little ashamed because I kind of just disappeared off into Tiesa as, right. as they were concerned because I managed to get home. And, um, and you just you just went one day and didn't I say anything? I just went one day and I managed to get home. I got, um, I, and, you know, the police helped me get home and long, complicated story. But, yeah. And I never really got chance to get back in touch with them. And I felt ashamed at the time because it was just like they'd done so much for me. And... Um, I, I, I felt like I'd insulted them, but obviously as I've got older and I just remember how much they influenced me, how much kindness they showed me, and, how, and it's that kind of thing that has always driven me to kind of, like, be help other people to try, and I just want them to know how much their kindness has affected Amanda, me. Amanda, do you ever get up this way at all? Um, not all the time, sometimes, yeah. 
it's been a while since I think it's been a couple of years. Because I'm kind of thinking, and this if, if, if this is inappropriate, then this is inappropriate. That you, you, me, and Catherine go for a drive around there one day and see if we see if you recognise anything. Um, yeah. Would you be up for that? Yeah, And I'm putting you on the spot now, so if you don't think this is a legally binding contract, but I'm just (laughs) kind of thinking, if me and Catherine picked you up from somewhere, a train station or something, and we went for a little drive around there, just something might trigger your mind, your your memory or something. That would be lovely. I mean, I just, I would just love to say thank you to them, because they were the best people, and, you know, they, they gave me so much faith in... In humanity, <laughs> and I was so low, and they helped me so much, and everything since then, that's what's kept me going, is is the fact that there are good people out there, it is worth being kind, that kindness is amazing, and it's just made such a difference, it was three weeks out of my life that they touched, but it was such a massive difference that they made. Uh, okay, um, uh, we'll find them. I think we're going to find them. What we'll do is we're going to put this. In, we'll put this in the podcast as well. So this means that t- different people will get to hear it. And oh, wonderful. and Catherine and, and I will speak to you at some point, either today or next week. Yeah. And we'll find out a time, and we'll go for a little drive, and maybe oh, knock on a couple of doors or something. You know, have a think about it because I know it's a big thing. Yeah. So if you don't want to, you can say, you can yep. DM me on Twitter, or whatever. We'll yeah, sort something out, Amanda. All right. Oh, wonderful. Oh, wonderful. Amanda, Thank you so much for your help. No, it's a pleasure. And well done you for, for standing up and acknowledging what they did. What kind of person couldn't? I mean, <laughs> it's just phenomenal what they did. And it's just phenomenal. They were just amazing. And it's so important that they know that I appreciate it so much. Hopefully, we'll get to meet each other soon, Amanda. Good luck with your boy. And, Hi, uh, you. and have a good weekend, and we'll speak soon. All right. Thank you very much. Thank you. Wow, there's an amazing story, huh? Can you, I, I mean, can you thank imagine... Thank you, Anthony Lingham. Yeah, thank you, Anthony, for that. Can you imagine, you know, a couple in their 30s seeing a homeless person and having a chat and going, yeah, OK, we buy that story. Do you want to come with us for a few weeks and we'll, we'll feed you and, and wash you and stuff? Was I the only one who thought they must be evangelical Christians? That's what I was expecting, that she would be, you know, having to sit for Bible classes. Not uh, the case and, and at all. Stuff. Well, if she's up for it, and again, I, you know, I, I don't want to put anyone on the spot, and it's, you know, you kind of say yes when you're asked stuff on the radio, but I can see us driving around that area um, and maybe knocking on a few doors and seeing yeah. if anybody knows anything. And if you do know anything, uh, and maybe you don't want to come on the air for whatever reason... Just make yourself known. Ian.Lee, I-A-I-N dot L-double-E at bbc.co.uk or Catherine.Boyle at bbc.co.uk. Do you know something? I think she'd just be happy if, if she knew that yeah. they'd heard that. Yep, yep. I think I, I, I think so. A little uh, acknowledgement of that. That was good, Catherine. Well done. Thank you for uh, for pursuing that, and uh, thank you to the Reverend Richard Coles. <laughs> I like him. He's good, isn't he? Have we got any texts? Is the show kind of? Has it been an look. odd show today? It's been a bit of everything. I like it? it. Okay, let's have a look. Let's see what we're I like it when it's like this. Um, would go- using Google Maps help Amanda search for the location? Says Asif. I don't know. I think maybe actually walking there yeah. in that area would help more. A little walk around. That's that's when you kind. of... I mean, I can't remember places I went to seventeen years ago. No, no. Uh, so yeah, there's that, uh, and there's also a little bit on uh, stop and search. Dave says, here's a tip: if you're stopped by the police for any reason, don't f and Jeff, don't spit, don't shout at him or her. They're doing a job, and on the whole, they're good at it. If you don't want to be stopped, try not to look like a pimp from the Bronx. Well, yeah, or, or try not to look like a black man. 
you know, and if that's if that's what it is, and and by, I, I, you know, I gave that guest a tough time earlier on because I thought his argument was pathetic. There, there is a good argument as to why, um, it, you know, young black men feel slighted and, and and put upon, and they feel that it's a racist thing. Uh, but and the police themselves, when we've interviewed in the past, have admitted yeah. that there are disproportionately more black and Asian men stopped than anyone else. So, uh, PJ on Twitter says, "What great people helping her out." That's an amazing story, isn't it? That's an amazing story. Well, I, I got, a, I got a feeling about this. I think we're going to get some. I got a feeling about this. There's, there's like a little vibe bubbling. I don't think that couple are going to be there anymore in that Maisonette flat. No, nope. but someone who knows them yep. may recognise the description because it sounds like they were pretty amazing. And it's the kind of thing you would, someone would have said it to someone. Hey, yeah. you, you've got, got some young young girl living with us. What's that about? Uh, just helping her out. She just know. or this girl we wonder what happened to her I bet they do wonder what happened to her right that's it that's your lot we will pursue that and let you know where we get with that Amanda thank you for that absolutely brilliant story and told superbly well done Uh, podcast will be up later on today you can get it by going to the BBC Three Counties website or uh, it'll be on iTunes probably later tonight or maybe tomorrow it takes a while to filter through right let's get the travel every week oh no hang on a second this is the travel Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M11 northbound, there are still long delays for three miles approaching Junction 8 for Stansted Airport after some lorries and vehicles crashed in the snow this morning at Junction 8 for Stansted Airport. So you can still get in using the roundabout, though, but there is just looking like there's very slow, long delays. Also on the A120 westbound, it's very busy between uh, Thremel Avenue and the M11 Junction 8. On the A1M southbound, that's looking very slow between Junction 9 for Letchworth and 7 for Stevenage. And the A6 is still partially blocked in both directions at Sharnbrook, so that's causing delays for people travelling between Rushton and Bedford. On the trains, the Metropolitan Line has minor delays between Watford and Harrow on the Hill because of a signal failure. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Samantha. Hey, listen, thank you to uh, Harvey and Colin and Manisa and Mrs Fry, who all came in for the open door policy. Thank you, Matt, for this week and Kelly and Catherine. Back on Monday at six. Till then, from us, ta-ta. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Ian. Good morning. Welcome to the JBS Show. I'm Jonathan Vernon-Smith. It's Friday, it's nine o'clock, and on today's big phone-in, is it time we banned the slaughter of animals that haven't been stunned? The number of animals in the UK being killed in 